0: Hi, everyone. Steve Moneypenny here with The Practical Shooter, and I am here with Mr. Waselchek. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and uh, what you want the listeners to hear.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm Josh Waselchek. Um, you know, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm a Southern Arizona three-gunner and, and practical shooter, so um, that's me. <laughs> So what got you into shooting? Um, you know, so I I grew up on a, on a farm in western Pennsylvania, so not far from you. Um, you know, my dad got me a BB gun when I was like three. He uh, got me a twenty two, I think, when I was 10. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just, just went up from there.
0: And you primarily shoot three gun, right?
1: That, that's correct. Um, I started getting into USPSA a little bit here. Um You know, I I didn't actually start competition shooting with with rifles at all. I I started with uh, archery in uh, Pennsylvania. It's, you know, pretty big back east. Uh, Did a lot of competitions, a lot of 3D, a lot of, uh, you know, X shooting. Um, You know, went out to Vegas a couple of times for the Nationals, shot out there. Uh, But then came out uh, west and really there's no local anything archery except for in the backyard. (laughs) Unless I want to drive to Vegas to shoot all the time
0: that's kind of surprising because like, like you, you said, it's, you know, all the States around me, it's full of archers and it's full of archery seasons and archery hunting and all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, you know, we have kids that live right down the road from me and they travel all over our state and the States around doing archery competitions. Um, So that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. And out here you would think, I mean, there's an archery season for everything I can go out, you know, 10 months out of the year with my bow and hunt um, some sort of venison or, Hmm. Um, deer, elk, something like that. Um, but really out here, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's a little bit different hunting um, back East, you know, bow at 40 yards would be a long shot with a bow. Yeah. Um, you know, out here, a 500 yard, 600 yard rifle shot is normal. Uh, so, I mean, it's significantly different distances of hunting. So um, I don't know if that's maybe why archery is less popular as a sport out here.
0: Maybe it's because right. you're limited with rain. You know, you, every, half the stuff you see is so far away, you can't throw an arrow at it.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's, it's very rare that you're standing in the middle of the desert surrounded by three cactus and here comes a deer within 20 yards just walking <laughs> up. There's yeah. no tree stands, that's for sure.
0: That would be painful. God. So what do you do for a day job? Uh, well, so
1: I'm the director of sales for a a large solar company. Um, you know, we, we're a full EPC. So engineering production and construction, we do everything from the in-home sales portion all the way to, you know, final installation and monitoring. Um, been with the company for a long time. So I I am the director of sales. So I handle all the sales for, um, you know, that division, Uh, and then I also work with the, um, the higher ups at the company uh, on the operation side to make sure that not only is it sold, but then it gets installed uh, the correct way. So kind of a Jack of all trades, but director of
0: sales. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So how did you find out about uh, three gun and USPSA?
1: Um, So that was, that's kind of a unique story. Well, I guess it's not really that unique. It's it's I've, I've listened to a ton of podcasts, uh, and everyone kind of says, you know, they, oh, I was on YouTube one night, or uh, or I was watching a shooting USA uh, clip, and I saw a practical shooting. That's how I got started. Uh, mine's very similar to that. Uh, I was on YouTube, and uh, I saw Jerry Michlik, uh setting some world records, and I said, man, that's wild. And then you know, kind of YouTube, the the algorithm got me. Uh, next thing I know, you know, I'm watching some practical shooting. Um, then all of a sudden i see these crazy looking pistols and i'm sitting there looking at the, you know red dots ports all this different stuff and i said wow that's incredible i'm going to build one of those um so i didn't you know show up to my local range and get started in three gun or uspsa i said you know what i'm going to build this open gun now mind you you know i was in the military so you know rifle and and that stuff is is really mm-hmm. normal for me pistols was kind of you know we had Browning high powers uh, you know, the Brita M9s, you know, so I mean, they they just completely different game. So I had, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I go out, I just kind of find these these cool pieces and parts and I put together and you're going to laugh. But I put together this like full open, you know, use quotation fingers for people that are listening. Um, Springfield XD.
0: Right?
1: I mean, I'm talking, you know, six inch barrel ports, red dot, all that stuff um so that's how i got started um then i had to figure out where i was going to use it where i was going to go and 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 go and play um so i went to my local range and it was a uspsa match oh there you are
0: okay there we go so you put together that was the last i got as you put you said i'm gonna laugh and then you put together then you put together
1: i was talking for a while there we lost the video
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I put together a,
1: um, like a full race, you know, Springfield XD. Um, I think it was a four inch slide. It had a five inch barrel with the ports on it. Uh, red dot, trigger, you know, magua, all that stuff. And I, and I just thought it was the coolest thing to slice bread. It was the first thing I'd ever Cerakote, you know, so I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. What the um, you know? which, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I don't know. It, I was really attached to it. Um So i went out to this uh this match and i believe it was a uspsa match that i went to first i i i'm pretty sure it was uspsa first and uh you know i went out there and i was just kind of asking around i was like hey guys like you know what's going on how do i get involved you know how do i get out there how do i shoot the match and i tell you what they looked at me like i was you know i had three heads or something like that they were like (laughs) who are you and why are you here and i was like wow okay um not really, you know what I was expecting, but hey, it's okay. I'm new, so I'm gonna go home and research it a little bit. And I had told my buddy that I was wanting to get into this. I had seen it on YouTube and stuff, and he's like, "Hey, well, there's another club about you know 45 minutes the other way. Let's go there." So we showed up, and you know, I tell you, within five minutes of being there, everyone was staring at us. We showed up to a a, a three gun match um, on our Harley's. And uh, you know, so we come pulling in dirt road, uh, and everybody's staring. And uh, we oh, get off, for your looking, guns. And like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we're just here to learn. They're like, all right, grab some tape, come reset. <laughs> okay, you know. So yep. it was, it was right away. It was kind of like this warm and welcoming uh, kind of scene. Um, so you know, we we kind of hung out that day, and, and they said, hey, next month we'll be here. Uh, what do you got? You know. And I, I think at the time I had a Remington 870. Um, I had a, a an M4 operator series, and I had this this Springfield. They're like, "Well, bring what you got, come out, show up," you know. And I tell you, it was a it was a a, a dumpster fire. Um, it, it didn't get better quickly, but <laughs> slowly I started to acquire the gear. But that's kind of how I got started there. Is I, I accidentally found three gun mm-hmm. when I was just building a pistol to 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 go shoot because I thought it looked cool.
0: That's awesome. Um, and, and I, I can't tell you how many people I know. And I talked to on the range that are like, I built this gun for competition because I thought it'd be cool. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just go shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The amount of money I spent on
1: a Springfield, I kind of wish that I would have just, you know, taken a, a, a standard anything, uh, and just went and tried to figure it out. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was, um, oh, geez, it was, it was only five or it was about five years ago. Uh, when all this went down so i mean at the time um i, I can't even think i mean i I'd had a couple ars but you know all all my all, all of my firearms were more the practical they were the 300 wind mags the 243s mm-hmm. the lever action 3030s, you know they were all like hunting type weapons uh then of course because you know i was um you know i was special operations for the air force you know we built bear bases and stuff. I had to have my my M4 clone. I just had to feel cool a little bit left, yeah. you know. Uh, as I was getting older, I was like, "Man, I I feel lame now. I need I need something cool." So I had this this M4 operator, which is the heaviest thing you know that yeah. you have ever seen. Uh, not great for shooting off barricades or anything else, um, but yeah, I I I did kind of get started that way. I just I just had to have this cool open race gun. It's
0: <laughs> awesome. Hey, it's it, I know a lot of people that just do it for the toys.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean in 3 Gun is you, you, I mean you got to be ready to buy some gear in 3 Gun that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and actually that that wasn't all bad. I mean I, I built this thing cuz I thought it was wild. I thought it was cool. And that's actually how I, I I've never shot anything but open uh in 3 yeah. Gun. Because of that pistol, uh because it had the red dot and the porting and everything to it. Um, you know, so that that always pushed me into to open automatically. I know now there's like these stealth divisions and, and, you know, carry optics and USPSA, none of that stuff was, was there to my knowledge. Uh, well the ported barrel, so it didn't really matter what I did. The ported barrel was going to take me out. Um, but, but that's why I started to research kind of the the equipment and gear for, for open, uh, and how I kind of got sucked into that division.
0: So what do you shoot now?
1: Uh, I, I, run a Staccato XC with a Chili grip, um, and a Vortex Razor on top of it.
0: Cool. What do you run That's, for a rifle?
1: Um, I run a JP. Um they're a ctr two. It's the, the eighteen inch with the big um, recoil eliminator, uh, lighten light and bolt carrier, all the all the go fast. It's an open. You can have
0: a you can have a tank the size a cop the size of a tank, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I know that that whole one inch diameter, three inch long thing does not apply to open, which is which is pretty awesome. I'll tell you the box fed shotguns broke my heart, man. They they broke your heart. I got to hear this one because yeah. because I I do shoot for Red Hill Tactical. That's how you and I know each other. But I I recently I started shooting for at Arms, uh, so I, I got to hear it. What what happened okay. with the so, box
0: bed shotgun? I shot the first Carry Optics Nationals, which was my first ever match in Carry Optics. I I shot open with an STI in two thousand four five. I was very, I was very poor open shooter because the dot offset left me looking for the dot. Every time I drew the gun, I could never like just shoot open because I was working for a company that did tactical training and I was also doing security for that company. So I could not lose the proficiency with the Glock. They mandated me to use. (laughs) Um, So I, I never could devote like my entire training to open. I could just I rarely shot my non-competition gun, but I still had to, you know, if I grabbed it, the sights had to, to be right where I said.
2: Right.
0: Um, but I shot the first carry optics nationals and man, I found the dot. My my whole my whole premise when I was shooting the carry optics nationals was, you know, Bruce Gray had asked me to do it. They handed me a gun and I had the magazines and all the other stuff, obviously, I right for my 320. And I, I shared a gun with another guy on the shooting team there. So we get out there and we shoot, and I'm like, man, this is really cool because my first premise was I'm going to line up the sights and I'm just going to shoot this gun like an irons gun. If I find a dot, that's awesome. I'll run with it. If I don't, I don't, you know. <laughs> so I'm on my way back, and I'm driving, you know, from Illinois in, and I'm texting on my phone, hey, man, you know, does your gun shop have a any of this? Does you have this? Can you, can you guys check Cabela, see if they got one of these uh, RX P320s? Um, so I got that and I started shooting open and three gun. Uh, now of course I was a pistol GM back in the day, so I'm good with a pistol. Now I'm like a good A class shooter. <laughs> and, uh, I go through and I'm, I'm killing it, man. I put a 14 round two on my 12 gauge. Uh, I was running a Breda B12I or a Benelli, whichever one was around at the time. And I was kicking butt. And then it started to get where people could afford a box fed shotgun. Right. You know, I mean, th- there were a few guys that were shooting them, but they were big, clunky pieces of crap. Yeah, the old um, segas and yeah, the old Vepers, yep. mostly segas. They were Vepers, but they were not like they were not a they were not a dissonant armed vepper. They were this big, clunky Russian military vepper. Yep. <laughs> and you know, versus my little inertia-driven twelve gauge, I was rocking and rolling. I could quad load pretty good. Um, I won like two state championships and open. Then somebody dropped like four k on a dissident, right? And we had an unloaded start, so there went seven seconds because <laughs> loading fourteen in a shotgun's a lot, right? Um, and he just and it was it was a standing thing. There was nowhere to go, nothing to do, and he's just boom, and I'm like, crap, I dropped it. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I um, so, so when I started to change gear a little bit, um, I I you know, I I, I got the staccato, um, uh, kind of made some changes there. Um, then I was like, well, hey, this Remington 870 is not gonna cut it, right? I'm, I'm shooting mm-hmm. open with a pump, pump 12 gauge. Uh, so I, I did go and I was like, uh, I think it was just a local gun store. Uh, they had a used JM 930 sitting there. Oh, and yeah, I was like, oh, this is perfect, you know, 14 round tube. So I was the open shooter, I was at the my, my first major match. Uh, was the, um, uh, the Pro-Am back when it was in uh, Kentucky at Rockwell. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it was 2018 was my first uh, – My that was my first major match. Um, and I shoot a lot with uh, Ursula Williams and Cindy Coker. And okay, um, they were like, oh, Josh, you, you got to shoot in the pro side so you can shoot with us. I said, okay, sounds great. So here I am, my first major, <laughs> with a JM 930, with a 14-round tube, loading from the belt in open. Uh, and I think at the time – I think it was running a Walter Q5 steel frame, but uh, that was my you know quote open gun, mm-hmm. um, you know because I I hadn't really taken the step into true open. I was kind of like I was playing around in that that, that of kind waters. of like, the, the, yeah, like kind of like the poor open side. I was like, well, you know, I'll get a Q5 steel frame, throw a red dot on top of it, I'll, this JM with a red dot, and you know, and I think at the time I, I I took the gas block off my my M4 and I put a full float handguard on it, you know, so I was still kind of running. I mean. It was a flat top receiver for a carry handle. And yeah. you know, took that off and throw a throw a one by six up there. Uh, but yeah, it, it was I I was watching these guys with those Vepers and I said, Man, that, that's what I gotta have. I, I have to have one of those. So uh that's when I started to research it a little bit more because there was at the time this was kind of like the big push. Kind of 2018 was like the big mm-hmm. push of the open box fed yeah. shotguns that were reliable, ones that you know not only would fire the first round, but they'd go Twenty rounds out of a twenty round magazine, and um, there was a couple companies like uh, Limcat was doing a Veper. Um Hayes had just came out with their VR80, um, where they, you know, they're they're tempted to VR80, yeah. Uh, and then uh, of course Dissident was there, and you know what I had heard from everybody is, oh no, you, I mean Dissident's the best, but you, know, you, you can't afford them; they're crazy expensive, you know. And um, you know, I, <coughs> well, I if think, you, you check all the boxes, they are. But yeah, well no, I, so I, I run the I run currently I run the Vepper uh the, the distant arms vepper uh KL twelve E. So they're elite model, and then I run mm-hmm. what's called the NNS. So it's the it's got an overall barrel length with the compensator of eighteen inches. Yeah, so was, that's what I was gonna one. ask about. What's that? That's what I was gonna ask about.
0: So how does that pattern and handle?
1: Um, I just choke one tighter typically than, than a standard 22 or 24 inch. So if, you know, if I'm sitting there next to you, I'm like, Hey, what, what choke are you going to run? And you're like, Oh, I'm going to run mod. I'm like, okay, improved mod. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause I mean, I've gotten a lot better with the chokes. I used to run like a rifle. I put like a turkey full in it and you know, I would have like a two inch pattern out of 40 yards with this thing. And I didn't care. Cause I was, a, I was a rifleman really, uh, you know, and, and so then I just kind of started playing the game, started to open it up a little bit. Um, You know, and kind of learn that, but it it, it really—it's not too bad. It's you just have to take the time, you have to put in the
0: work. Oh, yeah. What that pattern's like. I uh, I joke around with a lot of the guys that you know they they say they want a shotgun to do this. I'm like a shotgun is the true expert's weapon. (laughs) You know, you can pick up a rifle and it's going to hit where you point it, right? Um, You pick up a 12 gauge and one, if it don't fit you, it's going to hit wherever it wants to. (laughs) And then the pattern changes every three feet at the most. And if you change ammo, the pattern changes. Right. Uh, If you get eight pellet buck, nine pellet buck, or some of the fifteen pellet three inch buck that doesn't have any more powder, just has more pellets, uh, (laughs) will uh, it'll it'll make your world crazy. You pick up a slug and it hits great. You do a slug from a different brand, or you do one that's two hundred feet per second faster than the other brand, and you're all over the place. Yeah, you have to know so much more. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. I mean, we. You know, the the
1: Dissident, they they make the the Kl twelve elite so that's like their mm-hmm. flagship model that's the Vepper yep. Molot so you know most of the cost is in the the weapon that you can no longer import to the United States I mean right. bare bones you know just a bare bones Vepper Molot the ugliest gun you've ever seen in the world that will jam every third round with with birdshot in it is like twenty eight hundred dollars just because we can't get them yep. uh, so then Dissident goes through and does their you know does their deal and and really the, the price isn't that bad when you think about it. Um, but that, that's the KL 12 elite. That's like what they, they, they were, you know, became well-known for. Well, they've, they've teamed up with Kalishnikov USA and Kalishnikov makes the KS 12, which is just an analog of the KL 12. Um, and you know, they take that, the, the, the base gun, I think is like $1,500 cheaper. So you can get an internally threaded, um, uh, choke system in a mm-hmm. KS 12. And I, I think I, I don't quote me here, but I, I believe it's like $2,800. So it's two grand cheaper uh, than the um, the KL-12. Yeah. Uh, so the Vepr And then, then if you want to just, you know, again, test the waters, you're not quite sure you want to take that whole leap, of, uh, you know, that whole leap in, or, um, you know, you, you don't know if you want to, uh, how, how far away from the tactical world you are, you know, if you're more of a tactical guy, they make what's called the, the Comp-12, which is like a tactical version of the hmm. KS. So it's not not really competition, it's, it's more tactical. Um, you know, but it, it's built on the, the dissident arms, you know just just super ultra you know reliable. Um, and, and, and they've, they've made, honestly, I mean superstition was just you know a week ago or two weeks ago. Uh, top 20 open shooters, 16 of them had dissident arms. I mean wow. so it, you know it, it, they really are doing a, a fantastic job. And we and I think you can just say looking at, at, at participation in that that uh, division, You know, um, there was 109 open shooters at at, uh, Superstition Mystery Mountain, um, and there was only 95 tack-op shooters. So there were more open shooters than tack-op shooters at, you know, this major match, Um, and and because of the reliability of boxhead shotguns. Yeah, But you're right. I mean, everything changes. I mean, I have my favorite, my Winchester AA, 7.5 at 1250. Like, I've got my favorite. Academy's got the 1300s, which I know is is a little bit better for – for, um you know spinners um you know but as long as it's got a good haul that that's it and where most people are, are finding you know everyone goes out and buys a vepper and ever or a vepper or a dissident or a, or anything right even a, a vr80 or the uh, something called a typhoon I think is what it's called yeah um, and, and customers have an issue typically what it is is because um they're running these big giant magazines with giant spring pressures and they're running the cheapest Winchester white box ammunition they can find. And oh my, my gun jams every time it tries to go in a battery. I'm like, Oh, let me see that round. And it's half folded over. And I'm like, well, you're running this super cheap ammo. You, you had it sitting on the hood of your truck, you know, and, and it's 110 degrees mm-hmm. out here in Arizona and the sun it, you know, this stuff is hot, the plastics half melted. So uh, yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it does. You have to be a master of a shotgun, but really it's just playing the game of what do I have to do? And it's, you know, if it's hot out, you know you can run a 20 just keep it in the shade i know the big yeah, joke. Okay. Everyone, you know carries their coolers with them for their their you know their magazine i don't personally
0: do that i just don't leave it sitting in the sun that definitely helps um i've uh i had a 1919 i could not make that gun run now i am i don't i hate to say i'm a gunsmith but i do have a machining background a little bit i worked for machinist clear through college i'm still very close with him he lives a mile from my house It shops a mile away um uh, so anything that i need to do i can pretty much do i can hand fit whatever i need to i played with that gun in so many ways and i finally got it mostly working i mean it would work for the average guy it work really well but when you start wanting to put 250 rounds though it was zero malfunctions not so much you know you, you get a couple jams but yeah, yeah you know that I does not use- work
1: yeah, th- th- this thing's been but great. I I, I want to order a. They make a version called the Sob Eight. Uh, it's an eight inch <laughs> uh, Vepr, you know, and because um, my, my wife loves to shoot, she just she doesn't like to compete. She just likes to go out and shoot mm-hmm. stuff. And she's like five foot nothing and weighs like one hundred and ten pounds. Uh, so the Vepr is really heavy when you put a twenty round magazine in it for her. She has a you know she struggles to to, to hold it up. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have Mike and Land uh, put together an SOB eight, I think, and uh, get her on that thing. But are going to do some videos there? Just uh, you know, a lot of a lot of women with the inertia-driven guns. Whenever they they women or or small guys, you know, they pull the trigger a couple of times or they try to go fast, and then they kind of like they kind of start rolling their shoulder back, uh, and then you'll just see them where you know they they bang bang bet jam, you know, and they have to rack it out, and then bang bet jam, and, it, and it's because they're not shouldering it. Um, and my, my little wife can't even put, you know, mine cause I, I I'm six too. So there's quite a mm-hmm. bit difference of, of length of pull on that, where she doesn't even put the the buttstock on her shoulder. She puts it next to her shoulder and she can sit there and dump a 20 round magazine without a jam. Uh, you know, so, um, the reliability on these things is just incredible.
0: Yeah. It's came a long, long way. Yeah, for sure. And in, in any gun, um, you know, if. Let's say you want to shoot a Benelli, a Brita. You know you're looking at twelve, fifteen hundred dollar entry fee. Right, it, guys go out and buy these guns, and then they show up. And I, I, I own a gun shop, so I have a customer. Come you sold me this gun that jams. Uh, okay, bring it over. Yeah, bring a box of your shells with me. And you see that Winchester stuff from Walmart. You see right. some Remington stuff. I have had some of the Walmart Remington stuff that will not run in eight seventies. Right. Yeah. It's too tight. <laughs> and I have a matched up, tuned up 870 from back when scatter tech, scatter gun technologies existed separately from Wilson combat. And uh, it's got the kid stock on it, the speed feed stocks. So it's got a couple extra rounds in it, the, the ghost sights, And, you know, it was, it was tricked up back in the day. And we, I, I couldn't, I, I literally ripped the heads off of the cases And people are like, what do you do now? And I'm like, hope your hand to hand is good or draw your pistol. Right. One of the two. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it would literally just like rip the side out of the cartridge where the the steel was. So your ammo is a huge thing, you know, any of the premium, even the STS, gold medal grand, double A, you know, if you don't believe me, go see the guys that really shoot shotgun, like the trap shooters. You don't find Walmart crap laying on those ranges you don't find yeah, much land on those ranges because they keep them
1: but <laughs> yeah absolutely and, and and I've gotten lucky I found a a, a great haul uh, in a relatively cheap round um it's it's great the the, the Russian uh IPSC shotgun team I don't know if I can say russia right now on on, on podcast, but uh, they run fetter uh and you know in, in Ipsick, they only run 10 round magazines so this stuff is fantastic um typically what I do is I'll throw 10 you know 10 12 or I'll, even in my 15s I'll throw this fetter Um, and I can go out there and practice, you know, and yes, you know, I have to reload in practice or at a local three gun match. I'm not running my 20, I'm running some, you know, 12s or 15s, you know, but I'd rather know how to reload a a box fed shotgun and, and, you know, not need to rather than be out at a major, you know, multi-gun nationals coming up here and have my 20 jam and drop the magazine and not know how to stick a 15 in while on the clock, you know, so, um, you shooting multi-gun nationals? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. When is it? This next weekend, the weekend following. I, I don't know if you're going to date the the podcast or not.
0: Um, actually, I am. Okay. Uh, this will probably drop. I guess I'm the podcast maker. I can drop it anytime I want to, can I? Yeah, yeah. So I,
1: I'm shooting multi gun nationals, um, and then uh, two weeks after that is Magpul. So um, you know, thank God my wife's in medical school because I don't think she'd be very happy with me being gone. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: Yeah, I won't be at Magpul, but I will be. I think I'm working Stage Seven, um, at the Multi Gun Nationals. So no, right I'm on! Have to get together and grab a beer or something. If I'm not like drugging thirty different directions and strung out from being an RO. Well, you guys are gonna oh, have
1: okay. your hands full. That's for sure. Well, I, I saw there, there's only like ten spots open, so I mean
0: that's almost yeah. sold out. And for what? Just just think about this. I was told the other day that three guns about dead. How many people were at the match you shot just shot last weekend? Uh,
1: there were 398 people registered. I believe there was only like a handful that that dropped out at the last minute. Um, yeah. But it, over it was, 350. Yeah, it, yeah, for sure, over 350. It, it, the match itself, uh, I'm friends with the the people that kind of put all that stuff on. Um, it's sold out in um, four and a half minutes.
0: Holy crap!
1: And then uh, the way that they do it is they they only sell a certain number right away. And then everybody goes on a wait list. Everybody goes on a wait list. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they take 400 people. I think it's like the first 400 registered. Okay, so they instantly go on a wait list. Then it's a lottery. They just random, at random. Everybody's assigned a number. And then they have a a random number generator that goes through and picks these numbers. And then you get an email. And it's like you have 30 minutes to respond to the email. It's almost like Fight Club. You know, like you get a text and you're like, oh, there it is, boom. You have to jump on practice score, pay your your entry fee uh, to get in there you know because
0: um, <clears throat> i can remember when that match didn't do something like that yeah and it was the same 394 people you know cuz <laughs> oh, oh yeah, i got here this is awesome you know but at the same time you know like 394 95 people that would be it you know and and it seemed like they were always the same people and you know i think that i think it's awesome that more people get the opportunity to to shoot a match like that and to shoot a match Like multi gun nationals or whatever, Um, three gun is not dead. Yeah, it it needs some work on a club level, I'm quite sure. But, you know, it it just, I don't know. It's, it's, I I hear the arguments. I see, I agree
1: with certain things. I I disagree with some of that stuff. Um, I can just tell you that, you know, my first experience with USPSA was not a great one. Uh, and then when I started to get active, more active in three guns, started taking it more seriously, started going to more majors and stuff, and then kind of like looking into okay, no, after a major, what do you do after this? You know, is there a national competition? Is there this? Is there that? You know, and I'm looking into it, and uh, I, I keep seeing this IPSC, you know, IPSC rifle, IPSC shotgun, IPSC pistol, and I'm like, well, I'm never going to be an IPSC pistol shooter. I mean, I you know I can't shoot my pay- way out of a wet paper yeah. bag, even with the red dot on. Uh, I joke, I, I've gotten significantly better, but so I I had actually um, emailed, um, the, 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 the predecessor to, you know, the president of usb I don't know how much of this you're going to leave in here, but I emailed, uh, him and I said, Hey, is there any chance that USPS is going to have like a resurgence and, and try to, to bring back, uh, like a, a unified multi-gun, try to reach out to these major, you know, these state matches, like the Texas Magpul, you know, Aaron Hayes, like, you know, reach out to him and say, Hey, what do you think we should do? Like, we, let's let's create this board uh, of, of these major three-gun matches that sell out. Let's come up with a rule set and let's start a USPSA multi-gun series, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was really looking you know, looking for like a receptive type answer. And, and the response I got was, you yeah, know, three-gunners are a bunch of whiny babies. You don't want to organize. And I'm sitting there going, well, you know, hey man, like I go to a, a match, you know, on, on weekends with 400 people there. And, you know, 75, 85% of them say they want to organize, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that was what drew most people in is three gun nation having that standard rule and actually you'd get a rank, you know, you, you can Amen. say, Hey, I never get to shoot with Steve. He's over there in West Virginia. They, yep. they get the, the mountain state three gun championship, uh, but I'm never going to make it out there just because you can't get a flight into West Virginia. I have to fly into Pittsburgh for me in Arizona. Yep. That's a, that's a, well, I mean, it's not really a six hour flight, but it's a five hour flight. Then with travel time, layovers, things like that. I'm, I'm in nine, 10 hours in the airport. Then I got to drive three hours down to, is it in Beckley? Yes. Okay. So three hours down to Beckley, I got four down to Beckley, uh, you know, and, and, and so I'm never going to see Steve, but man, I think I could beat him. You know, and if there was a way to give yourself a rank, even, you know, USPSA does a great job. That's what interests me in USPSA is like, oh man, I get to see, you know, they, they have standardized tests and I get yep. to see where I, I fall. <laughs> And I know that it's really hard to standardize a, th- a three gun test, um, you know, but three gun nation did it, you know, yes, so, they like, did. Why,
0: why can't USPSA PSA do it? And here's something funny. I, I was three gun nation club. I was fifth place at one of the three gun, Na- the first ever P- three gun nation PCC national championship. Uh, I got beat by some really cool guys that are really good. Like Taryn Butler, who'd been shooting PCC for a while. It was, it was a fairly new thing for them. But for some of us who have been shooting sub guns since like 2003, so it was just a longer barrel and a scope on our MP5 type gun, I was shooting MPX at the time. But uh the right down the road for me, like some guys who started a three gun club, and I'm like, I kind of go up to the match. I'm like, Hey, did you guys have a match last month? Yeah, and I'm like, and you didn't invite me? <laughs> and they're like, What do you mean? I'm like, well, didn't you use you got on Three Gun Nation, right? Yeah, but this is kind of an outlaw match. We didn't want to affiliate. And I'm like, well, that's cute. Well, the the stage you just shot was off a Three Gun Nation website. Do you know that? Yeah, I didn't know how to make up stages. I've never shot a match before. Yeah, I I think that the the you know that that outlaw mentality, I
1: get it like, you know, in in Texas, uh, most Texas matches allow coaching, which that is definitely an outlaw thing for sure. I mean, right? Three gun nation is never gonna allow that. But I think that's really wild. That's a really great way to get new shooters in mm-hmm. there. I mean, even if you, you had a coaching is allowed, if it's made known. Right. You know? and, and there's a lot of matches that they don't want to give up. their little like, well, we like to do X, Y, Z. Like, I don't want to, you know, unify under this. I think that if you were to say, if somebody were to say, hey, we could unify this and we could allow for these little rules that make your
0: match your own,
1: you know, because... And-
0: I think there's even more to, to it than that. Cause I just did the RO and the CRO class, you know, coaching is allowed in USPSA. It is. I Again, so well, see, my this, this is the thing. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that you, because you don't know, but most people don't know. Everybody's like, Oh, you can't coach in USPSA. I'm like, no, no, no. You can't coach at a level two USPSA match level one it's encouraged, not necessarily, you know, if I, me and you come out there, I'm like, Hey dude, maybe you should do this order or that order or whatever. Hey, you forgot that one over there while we're shooting. But, uh, in my CRO class, they gave us four new, three or four new shooters on our squad. Um, and I knew that was going to break somebody's heart because just the level of odds there, you know? (laughs) Um, and I think my heart was broken worse than the person I DQ'd, but, um, I feel that they'll be back to another match, you know, because of the way all this handled it afterward. But USPSA rule sets are very different for level ones. I should—they're not, not less safe. But if you want to allow flashlights, are all legal now? But if some guy shows up with a Desert Eagle that's overweight and a tactical leg holster, you can say, "Who can shoot the match?" I mean, for God's sake, they're not even USPSA members. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't have to be a member to shoot our local matches. I would much prefer, especially if I become elected president, that you become a member. But
1: um, and, and that's one thing I don't I don't fully grasp about the USPSA. There's a lot of stuff I don't know. Honestly, I, I more recently I, I started getting into USPSA because I was like, hey, multi gun nationals, the two gun nationals, those are the keys to getting into the Ipsick World Shotgun Match, yep. and that's that's my ultimate goal. Is and that annoys well, me. I should say ultimate goal. That's a goal of mine right now. Is, is to make it there uh, mm-hmm. and to make it there and do well. Um, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, hey, so I got to play this game. So I reached out to a couple buddies that shoot USPSA. I'm like, what do I need? And they're like, you need a registration number. I said, great. And I got my card. I'm like, there, I got it, man. So I'm good to go. And they're like, well, you're unclassified. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Well, you know, we're doing these, these classifiers. We do one a week, you know, or one every Saturday, every other Saturday a month. And I'm like, okay, well, how many do I need? to get a classification, you know, cause I, I need one for two gun nets, mm-hmm. uh, not for multi gun nets. I, I believe that's what I read. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't need it for multi gun, but I need it for two gun nets. And they're like, okay, yep. Come on out. So I go out and I, I, I couldn't tell you the names that I shot. I couldn't tell you what mm-hmm. they were, but I was shooting my, um my, my staccato. Uh, so of course it's, it's open minor. I'm at a disadvantage already, you know, uh, whatever. I don't load my own stuff. I, no interest in, you know, over, over Sammy specs. Um, and then I run a Dissident Arms, uh, KR9 is my PCC. So it's, I'm running a, an cool. AK uh PCC, which is uh, really cool. It really stands out at uh, when you're sitting there next to all the other PCCs and, uh, you know, you got this AK, AK platform sitting there, um, you know, so I go out, I shoot my, my four classifiers and they're like, hey, congratulations, you're B class. And I'm like, cool. I don't know what that means. So... <laughs> if you if you tell me something about uspa uspsa i, bl- I believe you uh, <laughs> i'm sure so well but, but, but back to the, the the point there is that you know like um rocky mountain they like to do their own thing like mm-hmm. the, their own role set um but there's some roles that you know i get i totally understand but you know i go to all these matches at rock castle you had to drive like miles and miles from stage to stage you know, and and there's, you know, I, I don't remember how big Rock Castle was, but, you know, let's call it 200 plus people. Yeah. You know, competitors driving miles and miles, getting out of their truck, going to the back of their truck, taking a rifle out of the bag, carrying rifles around, carrying shotguns around, putting their pistols in there. Th- and nobody got shot, to my knowledge, ever <laughs> during any of these matches. And, you know, at USPSA, if I, you know, if I if I pull up my, my PCC and I look through the red dot up at the berm, you know then hey, that's a, that's a, you can get, you know, DQ. And I'm like, wow. Okay.
0: I thought I was an adult. So they just requeue. They just redid a few of those safety rules. They're not any. And the biggest thing is that USPSA doesn't want to do anything that is looks or is deemed less safe, but then their pistol stuff. Um, because I really, I, there has been a time where I felt that there were some things that were inherently unsafe there's also been a lot of times that I was glad that there was that level of safety there to help protect, you know, myself and those around me. But the biggest thing I think they're doing now is they're telling you where you can and can't handle your long guns. They have loading tables. They say where they will be and they will have signs on them. Um, If not, I'll be down there on Tuesday and I will take out my pen and paper and write.
1: Well, and so like the the Superstition Mystery Mountain, they they do run a lot of USPSA style rules mm-hmm. there, and you know, um, and it was almost different from stage to stage. But one of the things that was pretty pretty universal was, hey man, where do I change a choke out of my shotgun? Because I had to change it every single stage because you know mm-hmm. the, the, it was a slightly different you know target distance, and with a six you know eighteen inch gun, I I had to make sure I had the right choke in. And, uh, and, and let me tell you, if you don't have the right and I can tell you all about stage number five, if you'd like to know. Um, but it, uh, you know, then they're like, oh yeah, over there at the safe table, I'm like, okay, great. And they got this little safe table and it's got these center block walls on three sides. So it's very, very safe. But it's also about 12 inches deep. It's made for a pistol, so tell me how I'm gonna get. I know the shotgun's a little short. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall length, I think it's like 32 inches. So how am I gonna get 32 inches in there? Get a wrench inside there and and put everything out and, and do this. It's, it's you know the gun's hanging off or you know something yeah. goofy and, and they they just wouldn't budge on on some of this stuff. And so like you know I made the mistake. How dare I? Right? I'm at the safe area. I've got the table here. I'm like, well, I can't put my shotgun up here. I'm gonna set it on my foot. And put my, my choke wrench down in there and take it off. And this guy comes over, and man, I've never seen an 80-year-old man so excited to run and scream at me like I was a three-year-old kid. You know, and and I could get I could DQ you for that. I'm like, Well, I don't think you can. <laughs> I said, I, I don't think the the you know, mass director is gonna DQ me on this one. Just I mean, I'm not doing anything wrong, man. This is these are the rules that you have. I said, There's a shotgun loading table over there. You've got guys loading long guns, you know, with 14 round extensions in there. But I have to come over here to a 12-inch table and change my choke. You know, so it's just stuff like that. I think that it, it makes people hesitant on, mm-hmm. on trying to unify these these rules, is because they're they're afraid of the extreme. Like they don't right. want the. I keep using the the Kentucky one there because it, it was my first major. Uh, even the um, the pro am now, um, Donnie Flo's pro am in uh, at the Clinton House in South Carolina. Um, you know, same thing. Driving around trucks, changing chokes wherever you want to change them no one's getting shot,
0: you know, and Mm -hmm.
1: and the ROs aren't running around like looking for someone to DQ. And and I know, I mean, that's a three gunner mentality, right? We all think that USPSA ROs, all they want to do is DQ us. And and I know they want to keep us safe, but I think that mentality, I
0: I think it's Mm -hmm. shared more, more than what the USPSA would like to admit. I think it, I think it was, and there are still those people there. Um, I have a friend that literally sat there and, and got on an airplane, got in behind two CRO-level people. One was a range master, and they sit there and, and jokingly talked about ways they were going to DQ people in a match. There are people that do that, but at the same time, the process and the the circumstances around it are trying to be weeded out by the majority of people and by the people from the top down. Uh, I know myself, I'm really pushing towards a more service-based attitude and i'm not any less safe i'm i can dq you with a smile on my face and not be laughing at you i don't usually dq people with a smile on my face because i'm usually genuinely disappointed that they're not going to have any more fun today And, Uh, and i think that's the the
1: thing too is um you know a lot of these three gun matches there's there's you know, there's five three gun. Every, well, every three gun match is a major match, right? That's mm-hmm. it's, it's a championship. Seems like it a, anymore. Yeah, yeah that, that that's the big joke there, and, and it is. I mean, there's no like, hey, this is the, the Texas, um, you know, three gun stage two or a you know, level two mm-hmm. type thing, right? Everything's a championship. But um, you know, I, I brought him up earlier, but you know, Aaron Hayes runs the the Magpul um, uh, Championship, mm-hmm. the, the Texas Magpul Three Gun Championship, and. His big thing is that hey, these guys don't have to come here. They don't have to spend two thousand dollars to be exactly. here with this, you know, with me this weekend. And and Aaron is fantastic. If there is a a something that happened and it's whoa, you know, broke the one eighty. You dropped your pistol. You know, uh, I had a buddy dropped his pistol on a stage. He, he didn't drop it. it. It he he hooked it with his rifle. There it goes flying through the air. Okay, stop. Get Aaron over there. Aaron comes over. Okay, man, tell me what happened. Yeah. You know, well, he went and talked to the, 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 RO first, then he came back to the, to my buddy came in and tell me what happened. Oh, well, you know, I was running and my pistol came out. It's like, okay, so what was it loaded? Was it this, was there any chance that you may have done this? Was it, you know, I mean, he was with something like that. It's pretty mm-hmm. black and white. Right. But he was yeah. still kind of giving that guy the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, I've, I've heard him argue for the, the shooter saying, mm-hmm. well, do you think you may have done it this way, and that's okay? Like, you know, like he's like trying to lead them towards the answer that he wants to keep them in the match. I mean, and he's right. We're we're paying customers. You know, we yeah. want to go out there and have fun, and we want to be safe. We don't want to go, you know, out and you know, accidentally you know discharge a firearm and you know into somebody. Um, it, it, it's I don't know. It's it's I, I think the USPSA needs to do a better job of treating the shooters like customers, not you. We've allowed you to come here and shoot our match.
0: I you absolutely know? agree with that, and
1: that's kind of the, the mentality. But like I said, I'm trying to give USPSA a, a, an opportunity. I got my card. I'm a card carrying member. <laughs> I'm a voting member.
0: Uh, yeah, so, you will be in a couple months anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, that, and that's my thing. Is I so I was, I was a huge USPSA shooter. Um, I loved it. Three Gun Nation came along. That was where all the hot, cool stuff was. Um, and the, the the truth to it was, I wanted to open a USPSA match at my club. Now I own a few hundred acres in the in the country, and I had a friend of mine that looked at me, and he actually just left the house here about twenty minutes before this started. And he says, "Look, I'll help you if you'll run a three gun match." I'm like, "Hmm, help with a three gun match or no help with a pistol match?" <laughs> I guess it's going to be three gun, right? And USPSA at that time had very little to do with multi gun at all. Um, That's like 2015. And Three Gun Nation was just booming, and I so I joined up to become a Three Gun Nation club, and we put that on for two or three years. Took took a bunch of our guys from here to Three Gun Nation Nationals, which are Virginia International Raceway. Uh, everybody had a good time except for the guy that got DQ'd and totaled his truck on the way home. Uh, made him completely forget about the DQ for a couple of days. I'll do it. Um, but he. Uh, He's still a shooter and and, and loves multi-gun and everything else. And they had big classifiers. They had classifiers that you had all three guns in, for one thing. Um, They they tried the single-gun thing, but it was just too loose. Um, When I mean too loose, I mean the stages weren't designed to be as technical to make it really super challenging um, and stuff like that. But there's no reason we can't have classifiers that are similar. I mean, Bill Duda. I don't know if you shot any of this. That's called "Go Fast, Don't Suck." He made those banners. Yeah. he does a postal match. It'll come out in April this year. You can download the files. You can set up the stages at your match, and it's a national championship. Like, right. You you don't win much, you know, bragging rights. Yeah, back. I I I forget
1: who whose podcast he was on that I heard. And I, I mean, I think that's just a, a wild. I think it's a great idea. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's what three guns missing is, is a way for the, you know, the guys that are up in, uh, you know, Parma to compare themselves to the guys that are in West Virginia, or maybe mm-hmm. the guys that are down in, in Florida. Um, you know, I, I, I and not everybody the has the, the extra money to invest in three gun. I mean, three gun is a gear heavy sport. I yeah. mean, you know, when I fly, I, I have to carry extra insurance on my firearms when I fly, because it exceeds my allowable homeowners, you know, most people don't know this, but your homeowners will pay for $15,000 worth of high value goods when you travel, uh, like in your car or like when you're flying. And, Some policy, you know, yes.
0: I, I, what's that? A lot of policies will, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I mean. Like m- most homeowners, but, but when you fly with a with a Staccato, when you fly with a vepper, and you fly with a, a JP, you've exceeded your $15,000 limit. And, and so I have to carry extra. And then... You know, I mean, so like that's extra insurance people aren't going to want to add or they might not know to add. Um, they're going to buy these, they, they, you know, for me to fly to a match like when I go to USPSA Multigun Nats and, you know, a typical match like that is $2,000, you know. And so a lot of people don't have $2,000 just to spend on the match. And that $2,000 does not include current ammo prices. So $2,000 mm-hmm. is getting there sleeping there eating there and shooting there it it doesn't involve your gear or ammunition uh, anything like that so it's tough and it'd be nice to be able to you know set up a classifier like the uspsa does okay this is the time of every classifier in there you know um and then you can compare yourself i can compare myself to the amu i can compare myself to to whomever i wanted to you know oh hey you know, Taryn Butler, you know, he, he shot this, you know, this stage here and, you know, 13 seconds. And that could be my goal to, to get better because I, I tend to train better under under duress. You know, I yeah. I know that, you know, under duress, you're, you're only going to rise to the level of training that you have. But I feel that I do my most learning under duress. Um, I um, one, one of the best training sessions I've ever had was shooting the dissonant arms, the falling steel match. That they do every month at their club. It's falling steel. So PCC's are there, pistols are there shotguns are there and it's fantastic it's 22. They have a 22 division as well. And just to, to, to see how everybody else would just attack this and, and shooting steel. I know a lot of people say, Oh, you can get sloppy with steel. Cause you're not shooting for a zone, <laughs> but it'll keep you honest. Cause you have to knock it over. So you can't wing it. You can't hit the stick. I mean, you got to hit the plate, and knock it over. Yep. That's one of the best trainings that I have. And, and it'd be nice to, to kind of have these competitions so that whenever I look, I go, okay, this guy shot it in 71 seconds. That's the time to be, you know, and so I'm going to push myself to, to do that. And um, we're, we're really spending a lot of time
0: on that. But oh, Hey, that's fine. Um, the, the, other, the other, the thing I like about that's three gun nations website will let you put in videos. So now there's a video of me and Daniel Horner shooting the same stage on two separate ranges And now I can overlay that video if I want to, if I want to take the time and like download it and play those games, but I can, I can click play and like, Oh, was it really faster to go to the right side? So then the next time I go to the match, I'm like, I'm going to shoot it the way Daniel Horner shot it. How'd he figure that? You know, right. Well, and <laughs> so. and that's the thing. There's there's a lot of training out
1: there for USPSA. I know, like um, JJ Rokazza does a movement mm-hmm. class and a, a transit. You know, Max Michelle, all those guys. They do these awesome classes, and I and I plan on, on trying to get some of those in there. But but a lot of three gunners, what we have to do, and and I'm sure it's the same for you, or maybe it's the same for USPSA. Um, for the people that maybe can't afford to fly and take a class, this is the yeah. same as flying and shooting a match, right, is, is YouTube. So you, you just emulate the people that you're watching in there, and you find somebody who's built similarly to you that maybe has – you You know that, hey, he's got bad knees, so I'm going to kind of see how he does it because I've got bad knees. Or, you know, oh, man, well, he's he's 6'2". He's, you know, uh, athletically – you know, he, he's in good shape. I, I like to compare myself to that, although I'm kind of rocking the dad bod and no kids. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, oh man, well, do you see the way that he, you know, pumps his arm and the way that he uses the gun's weight to move? Um, you know, so a lot of that's done on video. And, and like you said, to be able to, to see the match or see how he shot that stage, to see the actual footage of him shooting the stage, you can sit there and go, okay, well, I can set this up because there's the measurements for it. And I can train and try to, you know, to, to basically just to copy what he's done or, or then try to beat what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think there's a lot of value in that. I, I wish USPSA would do that more. You know, practice score has that option. Uh, you can upload videos for your stages on practice score um, right on the site. But I don't know that anyone really ever
0: uses that. I don't know as, as they do either. Um, but I know one big thing that I, my, my range, we don't tear down the stages. Yeah. Um, so then I'll do a, a Tuesday night training or sometimes I don't, I want to be charged for my, hey guys, the are set up Tuesday night. You want to play on them? Go play like, what about you? I'm like, I don't want to play on them. Why not? I think the best I did was Friday or Saturday or whatever, whenever I shot it. I'm not going to train <clears throat> because I don't want to do other stuff, but I will be at the shop. The grains will be open, and you're welcome to come out and play. And there's, there's a number of guys. They'll come out, and they'll go, huh. Then, then next thing I know, they go, hey, Steve, come out here. Look at this. Oh, God, I'm back on the range. Let me get my gear. <laughs> so – it, it does create a level of competition that reaches out, and I had a few guys that you know I was kind of head hunting, you know, back in the day. And I'm not head not in a bad way, you know. It's like I I, I like that guy's scores. I want to see if I can beat him. I like you know mm-hmm. I think like, that's good, you know. So I think it's it's a it's a phenomenal way to breed competition. And I think that the biggest things that USPSA has going for it overall, and that, that it owns, is its classification system. Oh, for sure. I th- yeah. think that's the biggest thing that three gun is missing right now is a classification system and a solidified rule set, because if it's not solidified, there's going to be some it, within the next two or three years. If we don't do it, somebody else is going to period. Well, and, and like, I, and I've had
1: ideas and obviously I'm not trying to, I'm not running for no USPSA you know, president or not trying to unify. I'd love to see it, but I'm not out there actively trying, but you know, um, to my understanding, uh, when USPSA, somebody wants to do a USPSA level two or any match, right, they have to get everything approved, mm-hmm. right? So like, why couldn't, you know, like uh, Aaron at Texas Magpool say, hey, uh, whomever at USPSA, look, this is what we're going to do. These are our stages. This is our, these are our role set. Do you approve it, Right. They can approve the rule set as they have it. It, It's an outlaw rule set. They can approve it for that match. Obviously they can say, yes, we like this. Everything looks good. Everything looks safe. And boom, now it's a USPSA match, Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't get why it has to be hard. Why we have to force a rule set on, on everybody when we can just approve a rule set or maybe make a couple changes or tweaks to their rule sets. And yep, it looks good.
0: It's great. And I think that, uh, I think it was Adam that asked me. It may, may have been someone else says, why do we need you? I'm like, well, you don't, Right. but we can do this better together. Um, you know, you, you don't, you, you need something to be able to compare apples to apples. Um, I'm not going to force any match. Hey, if you, if you want to do it your way, do it by all means do it. But if you'd like some help, you do something we can do to to be mutually beneficial. I think we need to do it. Right now, the big thing, in my opinion, USPSA holds the keys to the world shoots. Right, and that's and that's if you were to ask me, why do I
1: need USPSA? And and again, I'm I'm enjoying my USB the second time. The first time did not go so hot with that that first crew that I met. The the second time, I, I'm enjoying the people that I'm shooting with. And it's kind of great. But you're exactly right. It's the keys to the world shoot. You know, we need you because we
0: want to shoot long guns at a world level competition. Mm-hmm. And and my biggest thing is we shouldn't. OK, you're a shotgun shooter. Could you please explain to me how shooting PCC and and pistol is, is going to help your, your 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 placement in the World Shotgun Championship?
1: You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think you're asking the wrong person because I yep. could not believe that that was
0: a qualifier. I could but... I couldn't either. And I have I'm a life member. I I'm one of the biggest proponents of USPSA out there. Uh, for multi-gun and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, guys, can we not just like pick a trap match or something and tell everybody to go to, (laughs) at least it has a shotgun in it. (laughs) And so, you know, seeing that and not
1: knowing how it was going to change or what's going to change, or even if anything's going to change, right? Seeing that, I was like, wow, now how am I going to stay proficient? So if you were to say, Josh, how are you going to be able to be a shotgun shooter when or, or, or get matches, or, or how's this going to be beneficial to you, right? How is this PCC match going to be beneficial to you? So here's another plug for uh, Dissonant Arms. I had Dissonant Arms build me their KR9 Elite, which is their Elite, their, their top-level competition PCC. It is the exact same length to pull. It's the exact same uh, you know, uh, operation manual on the thing, mm-hmm. the exact same length. It's identical in every single way to my my shotgun. Uh, with the exception that that it has a folding stock and the shotgun does not. Mm-hmm. Uh, left side charging handle, the, you know. Um, so anytime I shoot PCC, and that's one of the reasons I got involved in USPSA was, hey, I want to shoot this PCC in matches so that whenever the shotgun worlds come around, I kind of have an idea on how these stages are going to work, what it's going to be like to move in these tight quarters with this, you know, this, this, this 28-inch mm-hmm. gun, essentially. Um, and, you know, that... that PCC is going to help me train for shotgun. Yep. I don't know why a PCC match determines
0: who goes to the shotgun world shoots though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the long answer to your short question. My, 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 uh, my long guns are, have identical stocks, safeties that go exact same distance. So that if I can get them, hyperfire trigger, if I can get them, I actually was fixing to set up a VR 80 for the three gun matches this year. But I realized that with the length of time, the amount of ammo and all that stuff, I better just stick with Tac ops. And, and yeah, be done. Actually, I was going to shoot heavy because oh. I have a 308 that completely matches my two, two, three. Like I said, I've got, I've got a, I shoot for two, I shoot two AR arms or armament, excuse me. And they have their Balios and a Xanthos and they're, ex- I have them set up exactly the same. And I have a Foxtrot, mic PCC AR set up exactly the same, same grip, same safety, same trigger. Um, and I was going to set up the VR eighty exactly the same way. Yeah. So that I would have just just can can but there were three people signed up for it last week for for heavy. Tack- oh I, yeah, I saw that. I, I think that there was one in
1: in in tack irons and one in opt or two in optics. Yeah, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't very big.
0: And I uh, I'm like I can't do that. We have to have ten people to call it a division. You know why am I going to go down there? And, and the the biggest the biggest thing to me, I'm cheap and I'm poor, um, was the fact I was going to, to shoot every target twice with the three hundred
1: eight. Yeah, that that's, <laughs> you know so Dave Hartman at the Three Gun Show, you know he talks a lot about the different role sets and things and trying to standardize roles. And there's you know ninety five percent of what he comes out with, I am one hundred percent in agreement mm-hmm. with. Um, except when we get to like those, those crazy outliers, the, the heavy division and the limited division. I, I don't agree with some of the stuff that he's come out with or, or he suggests or him and Adam Maxwell talk about, um, you know, and one of the things that like you brought up there is, you know, one hit with a 308 on paper should be scored. That should be it. And, yep. then, if, and then if you're going to run 45, one hit on paper for the 45, that ought to be it. If not, you're going to have mag- you're going to have 10 magazines on you to make it through some of these stages, you know? Cause that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed here is that now, because there's not a standardized rule set, every match director out there is going, how can I one up the best stage I heard about last year? Yep. You know? So like, um, at the, uh, vortex shootout, uh, Jeremy put that one on, uh, and you know, they had an all shotgun jungle run. And I mean, I, I kid you not, when I looked at it with my box fed magazine shotgun, I'm sitting there going, I don't know that I can carry enough ammo. You know, and I, and, I, and I have three 20s on me and I've got two 15s and I'm like, I don't think I, I have enough ammo. And I, it was like 58 rounds, I think, to complete it. But it's 58 if you nailed the spinner at the very end with one shot. So, I mean, you know, it's 58 plus however many. And of course, that spinner, all the all the targets were up super close to you. I mean, right there, you know, just a, just a very well laid out jungle run, you know, five to, to ten yard targets except mm-hmm. for the spinner that was at 20. So of course you're going to choke up for the spinner at 20. Yep. Now, when you're trying to run the jungle, the jungle run, the jungle portion at five yard targets, you're having to hold, you know, with a red dot, you're holding above the target to, you know, to, to whack it. And so there was a lot of makeup shots for open shooters, but those That's four, anybody with a tube gun, I, I mean, other than Jerry Mitchell running the speed sticks, I feel bad for anybody that was running tube gun on there. They were running double chest rigs, you know, there's um there was a, a a junior shooter on our squad, uh Nate Schmidt, and he had a chest rig up high, a chest rig down low, he had chest on, you know, he had he had stuff on his uh belt, and I'm like, man, that he, he was carrying more in ammo weight than he weighed, I think. And you know, but I mean everybody finished that one with a huge smile on their face. But that's what I mean is everybody's trying to one up the next person. So you 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 never know what you're in for. And I really enjoy that about it. You know, I'm looking forward to, to the USPSA to kind of see how they do three-gun stages. This will be my first USPSA three-gun match.
0: You know the matchbook's up, right?
1: Yes. Yep. I got it printed off here. I tell you what, I wish they do less ads. They used a ton of ink. <laughs>
0: yeah. I did not print it because I don't want to say less ads because I, I greatly value every person that is in that, that put that ad there. But there's also a way with graphics to make it so the background is clear. Right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I I definitely want to make our matchbooks more printable. And, and, you know, this is the thing that I'm not – it's a little tiny thing, that you know. Um, But I think it would be a lot cooler if I could print it and not – my work actually not get an alert that I printed. The right. 20 right, Or or
1: my poor printer back there is 10 years old. I've used it for work for the last 10 years and I'm mm-hmm. printing this stuff out. And the paper was so wet with ink that I had like five jams and I and I can't tell yeah. you in the last 10 years, how I don't think I've had any jams in the last five years or last 10 years, mm-hmm. except for when I printed this thing and I had like 10 jams because the paper was just so wet. It was kind of getting stuck in the printer. Yeah. But I mean, I really, that, like you said, that's such a small thing to, to thing. you know, like some of these things, whether a matchbook comes out before or not, I, I don't care. There's some interesting things in here that kind of, I see like uh Joel Turner out there, you know, left hand throwing a, you know, a right hand throwing a, a, a clay, you know, cause you got to like start with the right hand and something with the left hand. So some things like that are good. Like, you know, like um, if, if I have to go prone with the shotgun, like, how am I going to do that? You know, like, it, seeing, <laughs> I didn't seeing think of that. Like that. well, I mean, seeing things like that, I, that, yeah. that allows me to kind of to think and to get used to it, you know, cause, there's there's a lot of people that I shoot with regularly that don't know the height of their bipod if they're kneeling behind a spool or if they're laying down. Or, you know, I see people adjusting bipods on the clock. So there's some things here that it's like, okay, from a kneeled position, I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. I see a couple, you know, uh they, I think uh, in the book they call them tank breaks, but you know, mm-hmm. the tank traps. Tank uh, yeah. it, you know, it, me right away, I I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw my <laughs> my my uh milk toast bag from we bad i'm gonna put that on there get the the a custom one made with the bungees on it that would go right on there that'll be that'll be golden you know uh or i see in the matchbook again it's not necessary it is nice to have uh you know i see 100 yard you know slug shots and i'm sitting there going great that's a that's an offhand shot with for me at that that shotgun you know put the red dot at the bottom of the plate pull the trigger and and i don't have to wait for it to hit i move on to the next one and it's i know it's going to
0: my okay. like for you went down just a little bit now. What's that? My like of you just went down just a little bit.
1: Well, watch the video of me burning down stage 5 at uh, superstition <laughs> mystery mountain. Uh, you know, there's two slug targets. I had an extra to burn and I could see that I could see the slug they were like a low recoil slug going like 1300. Mm-hmm. So I could see the slug heading towards the plate. So I was like, "Oh, that's good." Pulled the trigger again, moved on to bird shot. I could hear it hit twice. You know, going to bird shot there, I messed up on choke selection. I selected a full and I set it down and somehow it rolled over and moved out of the way. And somehow I picked up a diffusion choke. And so, you know, diffusion and four significantly different. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I was looking for a full is because there was two shotgun spinners at 15 yards to end that match that stage. So I can tell you that going wide open as fast as I could with 15 rounds, those, those plates moved maybe like six, eight inches. And that was it. I mean, it was, Sixty seconds worth of penalties.
0: <laughs> now, can you shoot slugs out of your full?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I if I was going to shoot slugs all day long, I would not have a full in there. But yeah. I mean,
0: you get away I'm, with a couple here and there. I mean, even
1: even a, I don't. You know, the, the the wad is what takes up the space there. The wad is yeah. wrapped around the slug, so it's it's plastic hitting that that metal there. Mm-hmm. And you know, machining tolerances now are so tight that. I don't think it makes a difference. I mean, maybe on like an older shotgun that I have or my, my old Ithaca or something like that. I'm not going to send a slug down that, that thing with a full choke in it. This dissident here. I I don't know that it really matters all that much. In my opinion. And and I am sponsored by them. I am not a engineer for them. Okay. So, you know, I don't know if it is okay. But I believe it's fine.
0: <laughs> Do you follow Laney Oakley on uh, Instagram or Facebook?
1: Um, I've seen some of her stuff. I think on Instagram, I follow her. I found her.
0: <laughs>
1: did you, did you I lost I you
0: there. She, she can't throw a clay. Oh, no. Oh, she posted a video of it. She said, I have trouble throwing anything. Now, you know, this, this is the lady, for those who, who don't know Lanny, uh, that literally stands on top of a balance ball shooting stuff. Oh, you know, she's amazingly she's a talented. Battle, she's a
1: Olympian. I mean, she's, she's
0: fantastic. Yeah, yeah so uh, <laughs> she she cannot throw a clay. Yeah.
1: I'm,
0: I'm sure she's figured it out in the last week. But uh, still. I still don't know what they mean. I, it,
1: the matchbooks are never what the stages are when you get there. Everything's always mm-hmm. a little off. And then, you know, some of these things here, I think the whole zone, it's all the jungle runs is shoot all the targets with, with all the bullets from the right spot. I mean, that's like the stage brief, right? So, like, that doesn't give us a whole lot to go off of.
0: So, I don't know. I, yeah, but, you know, it does It does tell you a few things. Like, it's giving Lanny a chance to practice throwing a clay. See, I've, I grew up. Like the same day I met Todd Jarrett, saw him shoot, decided I want to shoot USPSA. I met, uh, it wasn't Tom Knapp, it was uh, Satterfield or Satter, no, Satter White, that was a shooter for Beretta. And he threw stuff and shot it and made a heck of a show of it. I mean, he threw heads of cabbage, he made a salad, he, he showed you how to curve a golf ball with a 12 gauge. And from that point on, you know, you see him grab a clay and throw it. Well, that's pretty cool. Can I do that? It looks like I can do that. There's only one. Hey, if I can do one, I can do two. Now, I can't do twelve like some of those guys can, but I can hit three or four. Pretty simple, uh, and it's a really cool challenge if you got some old shotgun ammo to burn and some leftover that, plays.
1: That was um, that was like growing up on a farm, a semi-auto shotgun for me was, was, you know, it was, it was break action or was pump. It was, you know, that, that's kind of what we had. I don't, you know. We we're farmers, we were poor. So semi-auto was kind of, you know, not in the cards. Uh, but I remember, and I, f- I think it was uh, this is really going to date myself, but I think it was Patrick Flanagan is his name. Yes. Uh, he was shooting for Winchester at the time and the, the Winchester SX something just came out and was all those good videos good? of him throwing aspirin up in the air and shooting it uh him throwing a whole handful of clay 10 clays up in the air and bah, 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 you know just nail them all um you know of course like you said i, I could do that yeah <laughs> do a out couple, I anyway. yeah so we'll find out here because i have to throw a clay with my strong hand shoot from the weak side at the clay with a red dot
0: <laughs> so <laughs> let's see how this goes i think you can shoot strong side oh okay great <laughs> the gun will be in your weak hand I've, I've done this start a number of my three gun matches just to screw with people. Um, not in a bad way, but you know, I, it, at the same time, it's, it's jokingly a skill.
1: Right.
0: And a lot of times, you know, with one of us, another person to throw the clay and all that. So like, you know what? Throw your own clay. Cause we're trying to figure out how we're going to make it. The reason this came about is I'm standing there with my friend Weston and I'm like, well, how do we make this fair? Well, I could throw every clay for every person. I'm like, and your arms not going to get tired after 30 clays because we—that's about the number of people we got. In a... Like, it's like, well, I'm like, what we do is we make them throw it. Yeah. And well, so when so- I first when I first
1: read it, I thought that it was gonna—I thought that it said that somebody would manually throw a clay, and I'm sitting there going, man, after 300 shooters, that's not going to be match equality for everybody. I mean, that's not going to be the same stage, you know. But then when I read, I'll be throwing the clay. I'm like. Okay, that's unique but like i said that, that that's part of the fun of three gun is like you know being up on a on a rope bridge trying to do that i just shot from a donkey prop that was a suspended donkey and i'm shooting it with a shotgun i'm shooting off a donkey and there's flyers and there's toasters it was a double toaster there was nine you know uh steel so
0: you know those sorts of things make it fun that would be awesome so what other matches are you planning to shoot besides, uh, the Magpul and the USPSA multi-gun nationals?
1: No, oh, man. I, so I got a pretty full year. Um, I love shooting three guns. I love shooting all guns. I like, I even like shooting one gun if it's the right gun. So, um, let's see here. I got uh two gun Nats, uh, up in cameo. I'll be shooting that, um, on, uh, Magpul and then, um, Cindy Coker does the Micah Memorial um, Donate Life match. It's a, it's a charity match raises life for organ donations. Um, you know we, I, I, I RO that match for her uh, so staff that I'll be up there for the week doing that. Um, I've got a few others on there. I, I probably should have wrote them down. Um, I'm gonna work uh, Kalash Bash Texas this year for Dissonant arms. I'm gonna uh, I'll shoot it obviously with my Dissonant arms the um, Galil. Uh, race that they did, uh, so I'm cheating. I've got it's got a, a Vortex a Razor, uh, you know, UH1 on top, and uh, it's five five six. So it's it's nothing like the the real ARs, but um, so I'll be doing that and then working that match. Uh, Arizona State PCC Championship, you know, they do a fantastic one. Um, since Donnie Flo has taken over the pro am, I've I've always shot the pro am uh, out there at uh, Clinton House, uh, so that's usually one that I really enjoy. And then, to my surprise and my excitement, the other day, I was on Practice Score, I was on Instagram, and everybody's blowing up about a match that came back, and I'm super excited for it. It it was one of the matches that made me want to do 3-Gun, and then it went away. The year I started shooting major matches, they did away with it. Uh, Hard as Hell 3-Gun is coming back. Uh, They're calling it Hard as Hell uh, 3-Gun Resurrection. Uh, So that looks uh, really fun. Um, and it's UML rules, um, so kind of a, a really neat rule set, US, USPSA compliant rule set, I think. Not um, right, quite, but
0: almost. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I believe did in it. did a really good job of making his own flavor there. Right, yeah. But Pete's, I, I'm a pretty honest guy out there. I'll tell you exactly what I think of something. I think Pete's classification system is hard. Because of, you can't really compare an apple to an apple, even if they are, because the apples are kind of their own size. You know what I mean? You know, it's, you have a a club classification, a state, uh, a regional classification, and like a national pro type thing. Um, I do love the things he did about, like, you don't have to pay a club membership fee and you don't have to pay these other things. I kind of like the target um, pretty well, but... He is one heck of a match director. Um, I, I miss when he used to run the big USPSA match out there after Shot Show. Um, and there's another guy that's got a couple neat rule sets. And that's the thing is everybody doesn't understand. I, I don't want to just because it's not a USPSA rule set doesn't mean I won't shoot it. I'll shoot an IDPA match. I don't care. I like I like shooting everything. I even like shooting cannons with black powder. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can see the value in them and appreciate them. Uh, but yeah, they, they do have, I don't want to say they're not any less safe. I don't want that to even be a, an idea, but it, it's different. And they're run like the, of the original multi-gun mentality of, yeah. hey, you're ups. do what you want to with your guns. At the same time, <laughs> there's others. Uh, our sport doesn't see it that way but yeah, only because yeah, I mean, of, only because of experience i guess you would say that
1: right and and everyone's going to have their nuances and a little bit different you know i i obviously before i go to that match i have to read the rules and you know cuz they have color coded targets and they you know different shape targets for different things and you know all that stuff so of course i'll have to read the rules on it because again there's no standardized rules and this is one like the only uml match i'll shoot this year um you know like even even on the the firearm side i'll have to make sure that you know uh, my firearms are compliant. And I mean, they, I know they have a, an unlimited division, um, you know, but, but this year I'm, I'm actually, so I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to change divisions, uh, maybe not completely, maybe just shoot all these matches in open, but um, I'm going go to go the exact or the extreme opposite of that. I'm going to go uh, to limited. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just finished building my, um, my new JP uh, limited rifle uh, and, um, so you know, one X holographic sight on top of that thing. So that's that's nice. Uh, Which sight you know. are you using? Uh, it is the um, Spitfire. The um, uh, it's a etched reticle. Um, okay. It's got. It's got uh, I, think, I forget what they call it. It's it's a it's a ring. It's a ring optic. It's got a one MOA center. It's got a, a second ring and a third ring. Uh, okay, so it's a, got
0: a, it's got holdovers basically built into the etched reticle.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically it does, and then also um, they include a BDC turret, so you can um, you can actually dial uh, if, if you want to. Wow! You know, if you're running sixty-two grain at you know twenty-nine hundred feet a second, then you could dial in the middle of a match.
0: Well, e- even if you're well, that's interesting. I'll ha- I'll I'll have to look at that scope a good bit more. Um, I, I looked at it, and you know I, I shot Athlon for for quite a few years. Uh, the prismatic is absolutely the way to go on any of that stuff because you don't have the, uh, I have astigmatism. Uh,
2: stigmatism. Okay. I've
0: had LASIK and all that stuff or actually PRK, but I didn't get rid of the stigmatism and I don't shoot a red dot really well. <clears throat> you start talking three and 400 yards for me with a red dot. I fire one and forget. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Cause I can't squint hard enough to see it hardly, but those, those scopes I think make, a really big difference and, you know, versus, you know, you have to shoot irons. Oh yeah,
1: for for sure. The, the, the S reticle there, having those holdovers kind of built into it is fantastic. It really, it gives you a huge advantage there. Uh, But also just having the S reticle, I know like, uh, that's the same optic that like Aaron Hayes runs, uh, Adam Maxwell, Chad Torres. Uh, A lot of those guys, they don't even use the illumination on it. So they just use the the S reticle and, and they go to town. Um, and you know, I, when I was toying around with the idea, I, I picked one up, I threw in an old AR that I had and I kind of played with it some. Um, and then it, kind of, it kind of revealed something to me, you know, now in the middle, I am a rifleman. Like if, if, if there's a target out there, I will hit it. Right. It might not be on the first shot, but I'll hit the target and, and, and with re- relative you know accuracy, precision and, and speed. But, um, I was playing around with, with that Spitfire and then, um, I forget what podcast it was or, or, or where maybe it was a YouTube thing or something, but it was talking about everybody's running these, these uh, LPVOs, you know, the, the one by sixes is running on six. You're, at, you're looking at a 400 yard target on six power, right? You know, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I do it all the time, but then they were talking about getting away from the magnification and realizing how much faster you shoot it because you're not sitting there driving yourself crazy, trying to get the perfect hold on. If you go out to one uh, and you, you and you turn your 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 dot on and it's got that little one MOA red dot in the center of it and that targets at 400 yards. And you're like, OK, I'm going to hold the head and you just put it on top of the head. The head disappears. One MOA on a Nipzig yep. played out at 400 yards. The head's gone. Pull the trigger and wham, you know, hit. You know, it's amazing how much faster you can go when you're not sitting there playing with with magnification. And, and I'm sure this is something that everybody knows. But, you know, I've been and watching yourself like wobble
0: it. 450 yards and thinking, how am I ever going to hit this? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, my, my first at the Vortex shootout match last year, was the, the my last match of the major match of the year. Um, the very first stage, the very first day we go up there, it was a simulated rooftop. It was a 700 yard target. It was the first shot to start the, that stage. Uh, now it was a huge plate. Um, I think Aaron told me it was 40 by 40, uh, but at 700 yards at, at, at dawn, you know, it was, it was like, wow. Okay you know, this, this got real. Um, and you know, lucky enough. I mean, obviously I was cranked to, to six there, but I got that, the 45 red dot on it. So I didn't have to adjust for the, the remaining targets, but I, I went up on there. I, I had my hold and I forget what it is. I just you know cracked one off. There was no wind, no anything, just cracked one off and I jumped off the roof and went running. And it, I don't know, I was probably like two or three. You can hear the guy that's recording me. You can hear him laughing. You can hear somebody say hit. And then him starts laughing. I'm already down the thing, pulling off the triggers at the, you know, pulling off uh, shots at the next targets, the paper targets at five yards. So uh, just a fun match and uh, challenge. I, I enjoy stuff like that. I have no idea where you would have to hold at 700 yards with an extra radical spitfire. <laughs> but I plan on finding out. And it might be at that match, at the the hardest hell match. I might just go ahead and say, you know what? Um, you know, like, we're kind of getting off topic here, but the, the Superstition Mystery Mountain three-gun match that just happened, um, it was the most technical three-gun match I've ever shot. Typically, three gun matches are about speed, mm-hmm. and you know just just speed and and kind of flow. Uh, and this match was not speed; it was not flow. It was having a plan, concentrating on the plan, knowing exactly where your spot was, getting to your spot as quick as possible, but not fast because if you go fast, you're gonna you know have to come back to your spot. Yeah, and, efficiency. Yeah, and 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 the big lesson there was whoever could shoot it without penalties. They're the ones that are going to win. And I tell you, the, um, Mike Whiteside's won open, and I believe he had like three penalties or something, which wasn't a ton of time, you know, but but the, everybody had penalties. And so the, with the Hard as Hell match, the way I understand it, and the way that I, you know, this has been years since I looked into it, and I just, I heard a podcast about it recently, was there is not going to be a person at the match that will be able to do everything that the match asks you to do. But there will be one person that can do it. Like do one of those things. Yeah. So you might not be able to do every one of the challenges, but one person will be able to do that challenge, mm-hmm. you know, so they do some unique things, but I'm sitting there going, well, that's going to be an extremely high penalty match. This would be, that might be the perfect time to break out a new limited setup and go out there and, and uh, just see what I got. Perfect time to get in shape too. Oh man. I don't know about all that. <laughs>
0: I've, from everything that I've heard and seen of videos in the past, I always wanted to do that, but I never felt like <clears throat> that I was in good enough shape within that amount of time to be able to do it. Maybe someday. I still have hopes of getting a shape other than round. Well, hey, you're right. Round is a shape, but you, but you're right. I, and I mean, I'm
1: pretty active. I'm You know, former special operations. Uh, you know, I work out. You know, four or five times a week. I hate cardio. I, I do all these things, and I have buddies. You know, Bill Corcoran. Not going to draw blanks on a few names, uh, but they're like, "Hey, come shoot the tactical games. You'll love it." And I'm sitting there watching the tactical games, and I'm like, "Yeah, I probably would love it, but my knees and my back would not." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and and that's the thing that stops me from that. Now, hard as hell, it looks physically demanding, but it's not so much that. Hey, go carry this hundred pound weight for you know a mile and then yeah. shoot. It's hey, you have to get to the next shooting position by crawling through mud, and then when you get to that position, it's going to be an unsupported position, and you're going to be freezing because it's you're you're wet and you're muddy. Your your gun is going to have mud all through it. You know, it, it becomes the uh, you know the the a real life scenario versus hey, carry this heavy weight and yeah, you know right. see what you can do. You know, I'm not a CrossFitter. I don't think I can CrossFit and shoot a gun, but I think that I can go out there and. And if I can't, you know what? I'll just push through. And that's it's the thing. Only it's, five minutes. It's, it's a test for done. yourself.
0: You know, it's not a test that, like, you know, we're, we're both pretty big dudes. I'm 6'3". I weigh about 300 pounds. Um, I'm I'm a farm boy. I, I I Heck, when I found out that I made it on the ballot, I actually ran. To the, I, tried, I got the USPSA email. I, I run, and then, of course, I had to take a couple walking breaks to catch some air, <laughs> like two-thirds of a mile to the top of a hill. So I could have service to check the email to make sure they didn't tell me I needed to submit something else. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm not I'm not a sedentary person except when I'm working. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, there's no way I'm going to sign up for a tactical, and I'm not going to sign up for uh, Dave Hartman's match, the Big Ben Blast and Dash, because my knees oh, yeah, to yeah. Not do that. Yeah.
1: I would ha- I would ha-
0: if I was close enough, I would happily work it, um, do anything I could to support it. But no, this. Th- you know, I'm, there's no reason for me to hurt for the next two weeks.
1: Right. Well, right. My wife loves those marathons and 5Ks and, and, and all that stuff. And I, I was trying to figure out a way that she could run the marathon for me. And I would just shoot,
0: you know, because that would be, I, I would be into it. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be into it. My fiance does that. She used to do these zombie runs and stuff like oh, that, yeah, but you she's 5'4", 106 pounds. Yep. I'm like, those knees don't take a pounding. There's right. nothing pounding them, you know? Of course, they are half the size of mine, but still. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy our shooting sports, but I don't enjoy torturing myself. Um, and I found that a lot of these guys will um, – that can outrun me, that can physically outperform me. It's very interesting to see their lack of breath control because I did martial arts for 20-plus years. Wow. Um, I know how to breathe. And we had these things we had to run to the top of the berms and shoot – at a uh, local multi-gun match, and I'd kind of, you know, moderately jog. I didn't, you know, we had some guys that took off running so hard they lost lost their footing, fell down, and stuff running up the hill. And I just kind of jogged up there, picked up my rifle, went bam, 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 hit, 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 hit. <laughs> I need right. somebody gets me oxygen. And meanwhile, there's a skinny dudes there that are in shape. They're like, "Wait a minute, how did you finish that in a fourth of my time?" I'm like, what shot." One hit,
1: Just one breath. <laughs> yep. yep, yeah, you can't you can't miss fast enough to win.
0: So. Yeah. Um. So I think we've already covered a couple of the others. Um, any current events? I know I know that we're, we're, we've kind of went down a multi-gun hole here, but I'm okay because that's shooting. Um, I know I'd like to see the carry optics thing and not a USPSA pistol rule change, but like what Dave Hartman has talked about, like a modified division. Yeah. I can shoot carry optics and I can't shoot a box head shotgun because I don't have one. Yeah. I
1: I think that there's a lot of really great ideas coming out of that, that, you know, Adam Maxwell and Dave Hartman, um, you know, the, uh, the three gun show had uh, Aaron Hayes on, they were talking about different roles and divisions. Um, And I think there's some really great ideas. It's, it's one of the things that I'm like, that I'm super passionate about is, and because I'm going to play in it, you know, so like it's, it's, Oftentimes, I don't care about um, carry optics because that's not my game. Like, and I'm not one of those guys that's going to you know sit here and shout you know, your rules should be X Y Z if I don't shoot in that division. Like, wh- why do I need to be involved with them? Um, I think there should be separation in divisions. And like I said, I'm, I'm gearing up to do a, a you know a run in limited. Um, it just looks like a lot of fun to me. Glutton uh, for punishment. After all these red dots and, and scopes, it's it's going the opposite way. But you, you know, like in limited, limited, I don't. You know, it blows my mind. that In tac ops, you can run a drum, and it, it opens a drum. And in tac ops, you can run a, um, a, a thirty round plus an extension, a forty round plus extension, all these different things. And and I think that should be okay. But a drum shouldn't be. And and then I think that you know, when you go to limited, it should be thirty round magazine. Uh, if it's a twenty eleven style pistol, it, it can't have you know it can have a weighted base pad, but can't have extensions on it. Uh, you know, like, I think that there should be some restrictions on like the shotgun. I know that uh, I disagree heavily with Dave on the limited side where, you know, I, I think that a tube shotgun and limited should be eight round plus one. That's it. No extension. You know, and I know that everybody kind of like, yeah, every, it's kind of the consensus here that that 12 round tubes are fine. And I'm sitting there going, well, if you're limited, you should have eight rounds, you know, and then part of me says, well, if you're limited, we should just put pump action shotguns back in it, you know? <laughs> I Load
0: off the belt. pump well,
1: yeah. Oh, well, yeah, rock out the Benelli. Uh, which one is that? The M3, the uh, the unknown semi auto pump action, yeah. Uh, kind of
0: my between myself and Eric Lund. I think we have four or five Novas that we've crushed, yeah. Um, I have one. Um, he's a slightly thicker headed gentleman than I, I yeah. not, not I'm sorry, not Eric Lund. What the heck am I thinking of? Um, Yeah. I think, I know Lund broke. One. Um, oh, I'm trying I can't remember the guy's name. He's a phenomenal three gun shooter and one heck of a nice guy. Um like benches five hundred pounds, just just huge. And he shoots up in, in PA a lot. Um But yeah, I know there I know there's at least four or five Benelli Novas that have gotten squished. <laughs> and all of us are shooting eight seventies again because mm-hmm. you know, just a matter of time that polymer frame when when you practice with you have to you got to pump a pump shotgun you got to hammer it hard you got to do it often to get your timing down and they just that one doesn't hold up no i tell you i'd love
1: to to rock my 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 original shotgun the one i got from my dad it's an old uh ithaca model 37 you know, a little cop cruiser one. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really neat. If I could find or make an extension for it, that one there, you could slam fire, just hold the trigger down. And every time you, you slide the, uh, the hand guard
0: forward, you know, it fires another round off. That'd be a fun. I, one can't, I came in on a 97 Winchester. So it took me right. a while to learn to let my finger off the trigger to make another right. <laughs> yep.
1: and, and actually, you know, another plug here, everybody knows distant in arms for, for their box fed magazines, but when I, you know, this the limited division, um, they also build Benelli's. They build these fantastic Benelli's uh, land shot. One of the distant arms Benelli's at the last uh, Ipsic world uh, championship. And I think he ran it in the modified
0: division. Yeah. He shot modified.
1: Um, yep. Yeah. And um, you know, it, it's, it's uh, M lock handguard and, and carbon fiber extension and all that. Uh, so, you know, they, they make other stuff too.
0: Yep. And uh, I know there for a while that I think it was Mark Roth was making a receiver. Yeah, You you know, that you could mount a dot on in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I thought, you know, modified would be amazing. And There's a lot of shotguns out there that have center ports. You know, they're behind the rear sight, but, you know, they're out there. Um, I can't tell you how many hearts that I've broken. I'm like, hey, man, if you need to borrow any chokes, I will happily let you borrow my chokes. But you can't shoot those. They have ports in them. And it seems like every old turkey hunter buys ports with chokes in them, right? right. And you know they got a they got a Mossberg shotgun that'll that'll, t- that'll reach out there. They stuck a, they already stuck an extension on it or something. So, um, <clears throat> but is there any uh, any other things you'd like to make in closing? Um, pretty much to everybody out there, anything you'd like to let anybody know.
1: Uh you know, we kind of skipped over it, but it's ha- how you and I know each other. It's from Team Red Hill Tactical. Uh um, we're gonna know. hit that. But... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. If that was fun. Pla- I-, I didn't want to miss that because uh Bob King, he really takes care of me. He um that was my first sponsor um two years ago now. Um got hooked up with him, uh hooked up with uh, Brian Connolly through through Bob. Mm-hmm. Um you know when I built that that goofy uh Springfield XD that mm-hmm. didn't fit anything, uh Bob had a he, he had a, um, uh, holster for it, you know, and I, I was blown away. <laughs> and so that's how I originally got hooked up with him. And I was, I asked for the weirdest thing that he'd ever heard of. Um, then with the Q five and then, you know, I, I must've became his favorite customer pretty quick because, you know, um, I wasn't of the mindset of buy once, cry once. I was like, I want to own every gun that there is. So let's work yeah. my way up to the actual real open gun. And, uh, you know, so I was always uh, getting a hold of a uh, red hill tactical there and, um, then when I went with, um, uh, you know, this, this AK platform PCC, you know, I reached out to Bob and I'm like, Hey, like what's this going to fit? You know? And, and so we, 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 we were measuring the magazines, comparing it to the MPX, comparing it to this to find out what magazine it was. He ended up making, um, uh, for the AK nine, he made an actual mag pouch for it. Uh, you know, so I, I can rock that out. Um, and you know, with the Safari, Land ELS, like it's, it's one belt. I've got a USPSA style holster. I've got a hooded holster that Red Hill Tactical just brought back out. Uh, it, so my 2011 with a hooded holster and an optic on it. So, you know, it's, it's, um, he just does anything and everything that we need. I can't tell you how many guys I saw this past weekend with a lot of these props uh, that would, you know, run by a car, get their holster stuck on the side of the car, run by it. And then here comes plastic flying through the air, you know, and it, it's because it's it's hot pressed plastic. Uh, mm-hmm. where you know, Bob's with the, the double layer kydex, one of the first companies to do that. Um, I didn't have to worry about that. You know, um, my, my hood is super fast. It's not like the Safari Land triple retention, whatever the, the thing is, yeah. where it flip forwards, flip backs, locks this way, locks that way. Uh, you know, um, the rule set for uh, Superstition Super Mystery Mountain was if it has a hood, the hood must be up when the buzzer goes off. I hate that rule, but yes, it's, it's it's a rule. I, I I agree. I don't get it because I mean the rule also says that if it is retained, then it's fine. And 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 Bob always puts the the stainless thumb screws on mm-hmm. mine. Uh, so I mean, I if I've got the hood on it, I, I open them you know wide up. If I can get away with like a hey how are you and kind of hide the fact that I open up the hood and kind of lock down the mm-hmm. or loosen the nuts up, I might do it that way. Um, but you know that's it's I have two holsters from him USPSA style the the race cuts and everything, and then the the hooded holster there and. Uh, no issues, no breakages. Uh, even one of the things that, um, kind of blew my mind is that he was one of the only people that made Vepper magazines, uh, magazine pouches. I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it, it's, it's, I was blown away. I was like, well, this is the only company making vepper magazine pouches. And then I'm like, you know, like I'm looking around and I'm like, well, how long is it going to take everybody else to get on board with this? You know, cause Dissonant arms was really doing a great job. They were making a great name for themselves. They were changing the open game. Everybody was running those plastic clips. Everyone's magazines, when they go on a jungle run, there go the magazines flying <laughs> through the air, yeah. you know? And uh, Bob had the solution for it. He already had it, uh, you know? So um, when you look at my belt, it kind of looks goofy with, with a, a, you know, it's got a drop for the, the holster. It's got a drop on the other side for the the, the KL-12 mag. I can put a 20 round in there and it, it doesn't even make it to my armpit. So I can reach right down there, grab a hold of that thing, slam a 20 in the gun and go, um, you know, but, I, I don't have anything negative to say about Red Hill Tactical or Bob. I think that, you know, he supports the sports, uh, the, the sport that we do. And regardless, USPSA, his name's on like six matches this year, which is yeah. fantastic.
0: Oh, that's just a start.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and that's fantastic. And and then he sponsored it at, at Super System Mystery Mountain, uh, three gun, SMM3G. Uh, he sponsored uh, a stage. Um, unfortunately it was the stage that I did really poorly on. So I don't know that that video will ever surface and see the light of day. Okay. So what you do is you
0: just crop little, little snippets out of that. And I have it- to crop,
1: um, about 90 seconds out of that stage.
0: Okay. So 10 <laughs> seconds of awesome videos. Great for the gram. Yeah. and
1: that, That's what it <laughs> kind of comes down to. But, uh, you know, I, you know, he, he, he comes out with all these cool things that, that new thing that he just came out with the, the, the button release holster. I'm really I'm checking, excited to see
0: that. I'm checking my mailbox every day. Yeah. I hope by the time this airs, which will be the Monday before multi-gun nationals, that it will be here. I'm so really I excited. I think it's,
1: I think it's brilliant. I, and I think the way that he did it there with the, Hey, look, this is the heaviest allowed production pistol in US yeah. USA. Check it out, you know? And uh, he asked me, and I don't know if there's going to be one in my mail or not, uh, but he asked me, he says, hey, uh, you know, do you have a, a a pistol that you run a light on? I said, yeah, but I mean, it, it's, I can't use it and anything because it's too heavy. Uh, I've got that Q5 still frame with the TLR H1 on it. So, I mean, the thing is, yeah, it's a lead brick. And uh, he says, I think I got something for that. So I'm, I'm excited to see the same thing. I check my mailbox. And if there's one in there, then awesome. You know, I'm going to have to find a night match to shoot.
0: <laughs> if I have one, it, actually, I will be running a light bearing gun at the match. Yeah. Um, unless I figure out, because I will. I have just like you. I have a I have a three gun pouch that doesn't have the cut in the front. Then I have the next level up of I have the the old style level two where you hit it sideways. Okay. And I have one of these others coming, but I have a regular USPSA with the light bearing on it. And it it was kind of funny. The I ordered that like a week before uspsa announced their stuff just because that's what i wanted to carry with in the winter time on my farm um so i'm planning on running a light i ran a light on my limited gun and stuff i don't dislike it um and i i figured out a few things i hey why not you know the holster's cool um (laughs) so i also uh figure i'll be running if I don't run the light holster, I will be running the retention holster. But honestly, at this match, I can't really see any reason to run a level three holster. Um, there maybe I may get down there and there'll be something that's sketchy. And I'm like, yeah, I got to, you know, because I don't see any slings and I don't see any crazy props or obstacles. So I can just run one of those screws down a little bit. But if I can get the... You know the hood latch. I don't, I don't know if he's. I think he's calling it a push button, but I think the hood latches would be, be really cool because Bob and I were both car guys growing up. So, um, it it, it really is literally a hood latch, it's like the pop up hood pins. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I was wondering. It, it looked just like it. You know, it's. Uh, I, I don't know that I would run that in a match. Um, you know, I for for years I ran just a USPSA style holster um, for everything. I, I never had an issue. A knock on wood. Uh, Never, never an accident, never a drop, never anything like that. Um, and then I saw my buddy last year at the Vortex shootout. I, I saw his pistol flying through the air and uh, I was like, huh, maybe I ought to take a look at uh, something different. You know, he was running a competitor's brand. So we could say that the competitor's brand is the reason why it went flying <laughs> through the air. But, uh, you know, I, I've been very lucky, but I, I tell you, and, and it was quick too. I mean, it was within a couple weeks I had this thing. Uh, so I had plenty of time to practice with it. I took it to some USPSA matches, and it slowed me down a little bit with the hood. I don't know, the, the safety. I'd, I'd rather slow down half a second, get the hood open, uh, than DQ uh, a match. So especially when it cost two grand to get out through.
0: Yeah, that's – I always tell people, do you know what the best thing you – yeah, know, the, the first thing that's required for you to win the match? They're like, What's that? I want to win. Don't get DQ.
1: Yeah, finish the match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're like, well, everybody's looking to DQ. I'm like, no, this just stuff happens. And I've been sitting side by side with some of the world's best shooters. And I've watched bad luck happen. Um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't really want to throw out their names. I watched one guy sit down in a chair um, and kind of get this weird look on his face. I'm like, what's up, man? And I was ROing him. I dropped my
1: gun. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's a little bit late to be dropping your gun. I looked down at the holster. Okay. So I'm not real sure what to do, bud. Um, you can't get up. You can't move. Could you put your hand down against your body? <laughs> and he was where he was, it was a launch pad. <clears throat> And he hadn't he hadn't dropped the gun, but the weight of it was no longer there because it was hooked on the lawn chair,
1: oh, yeah. hanging
0: above his holster. Right. <laughs> um <clears throat> I watched one uh, world champion competitor jump out of a car at an IDPA match, and actually I watched the video of it afterward, and him reach for his gun and couldn't find it this because it was under the car. Here. He. he yeah, a lot of the, so and, that,
1: and that's you know we, we see that a lot more you know, obviously in three gun um, because we we love our props and um, mm-hmm. you know, that that I do get nervous about that and I think that's where I'll probably like I, I'll probably I'll probably always take both to every match now because yeah. I have them um, just because you know sitting down in a car that does frighten me that you know I just sit the mm-hmm. act of sitting down in the car is literally pushing forward lifting up uh, your pistol could come out um you know it's not like it's mounted on my belt i do have the drop so it is a you know an odd type way of of I don't know, yeah. driving stage to stage with uspsa rolls and trying not to take my pistol and my holster off my belt to drive you know i mean it's very awkward to 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 drive to the next stage uh so you know having that hood for a prop like that is i, I think a must um but yeah i mean it, it like i said it and going back to Red Hill tactical is I, I don't know that there's another uh, better product out there um and, and for anything, you know, like I've got a uh, 10 folio phantom, I think is what it is. Um, Just, a, just, yeah. It, it, right. No one has, uh, but Bob has a holster for it. Yep. You know? So uh, and, and it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, Bob, I got this 10 folio phantom, but I also have a um you know, a, a light on it, you know, and he's like, mm-hmm. okay, which light, you know, and, and he, and he has it. And if he doesn't have it, I don't know if he's still doing the custom. I, th- I think he's, he's putting out so many products right now that I think that it's, uh, he's kind of just doing like the production style stuff, yeah. and 2011 type type stuff, um, you know, but he was doing some custom stuff there for a while. And, and I mean,
0: yeah, for a long time, if you had a, if you had a picture or something you wanted, he could get it on Kydex. And the reason he stopped that wasn't him. It's that um, what was happening is not everyone would turn out. And okay. that increased lead time. It would increase the cost. And well, I think he just brought that back, didn't he? Uh, some of it he did. Some of okay. it he hasn't yet. Okay, yeah. Uh, if he found if he found a new supplier that was reliable, I'm sure he would. He, either he has or he would. No. Um, he's and been and I tell cool. you, one of
1: the other things about Bob, too, is that he, he loves the sport um he told the uh red hill tactical shooters before like hey guys like i really don't want to do this but supply chain issues has finally caught up with me i'm out of kydex i have to increase my prices yeah you know like i really don't want to do it and he waited he, he tried not to and even on the date that he said this is the absolute date i'm going to raise my price that date came and went and it but i think it ended up happening like two maybe three months later he just didn't yeah. want to raise his prices um,
0: and of course that's because you know he had looked ahead he had kydex of, of most of the types that he needed in stock and ready to go um so yeah i've he, he's been a friend of mine now for right at 20 years uh, i met him when i first started shooting uh, he, everything i've ever seen him do he's always been a stand-up guy and if it's not a good product and he, there's anything he can do to keep it from coming out of the shop he stops it sometimes there have been a few iffy things that made it out and then he makes it right yeah, and 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 you're,
1: you're absolutely right. I had um, uh, AR fifteen mag pouches that uh, a new guy uh, he he did the fold wrong. So uh, the fold was on the wrong side. So the the, the mm-hmm. I guess you'd call it the the back of the pouch that was supposed to yeah. be solid was open. And if you just breathed on the mag, it would just fall out, right? So I got a hold of him, and he's like, "Nope, that's wrong." He was, "How many do you have?" And I, I said, "I got two. He's like, "All right," and I and I'm telling you, within a week they were they were here mm-hmm. and in my color. So I mean, he he made it right. Um, and, and like that.
0: I mean, the, the guy is just fantastic. He's a, he's a real stand-up dude. Um, so <clears throat> with that being said, do you have a uh, sponsor code for a real tactical that you'd like to share?
1: Sure. Uh, it's Wisecrack10. Gets you 10% off. Uh, any other Kydex product, anything, uh, even the, um, I think the dope cards too. Anything that he makes in-house, uh, 10% off.
0: And uh, do you have any other sponsors you want to plug or any other you know code you have or anything like that?
1: Um, you know, I, I, like I said, we, we've talked about Dissident a lot. Um, I don't have any codes for them. Uh, it kind of is what it is. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Um, I get hit up all the time on, really, because I'm, I'm a pretty big proponent of ammunition and magazines and kind of playing that game mm-hmm. because the, the, the Dissident arms is ultra reliable. And if you're having issues, it's probably your ammo or your mags. Um, and so a lot of guys reach out to me. I, I, I can't give you a code, but I'll give you tons of advice. I love talking about this in arms. And I, I think, you know, in Arizona, I've played the games of leaving mags in the sun, kind of trying different things. And, um, you know, I'll talk to anybody about this in arms. Um, I'm not sponsored by Vortex, but I only run Vortex, um, optics on everything. Um, they took care of me back in when I was 18 years old in Pennsylvania. I had a 2.43 2.43 up in a tree stand. Uh, I was getting ready to go to lunch and I was dropping it down with the, the rope uh, and the rope snapped and it fell like 20 feet and hit the rock. I called in customer service. They they said, did you get a deer yet? I said, no. And they're like, okay, we'll get you one as soon as we can. And the next day I had a new Vortex scope at my house. The next day aired it to me. And I, was, I had one Vortex scope. That was the only one I had. I couldn't tell you what it is. I, I might still have it but I I can't tell you what it was, but it wasn't a high dollar model. Again, this was probably a a $400 scope, you know, but the next day I had one and I kept just send the other one back get it zeroed in blah, blah, blah. Everything's good. And from that date, you know, longer ago than I'd like to admit, but since then I've only run Vortex and I plug them all the time. And and, and any chance I have, I'm, I'm showing people Vortex, any new shooters I'm talking to at the local matches, it's it's Vortex this, Vortex that. Um, And they, I don't know that there's another company that sponsors more matches than vortex uh at least in three gun they i mean it's almost everything's a vortex match you know and i think that they've really done a great job you know as, as a director of sales and marketing uh falls under my umbrella too i i think that they have really figured out the marketing aspect of it um yeah. i think they do a great job I, I will plug them all the time um hunters hd gold brian Connolly, fantastic stand-up dude you order glasses from the guy. He lets you try them for 30 days before you buy them. Okay. So that's maybe his, you know, I, I think Alabama is where he's from, but mm-hmm. I think that's just like kind of that, that old school, yeah. you know, farm mentality. And, and, and honestly, I think it's fantastic. He's sponsoring a ton of matches, a lot of IDPA stuff, but um, we won't hold that against them. Uh, but, you know, the, the lenses make a huge difference. And I, and, and, you know, people always ask me about him at the three gun match at USPSA. I think it's a bigger thing. Three gun people are, are, you know, we're like maybe a year behind on some of this like ancillary, you know, type things like the glasses or ear pro things like you know, we're all running foamies. I love foamies, but I know that there's a lot of better options out there. You know, I, I had these like uh, blue and red tinted glasses and hey, it was fine. If I got hit in the face, my eyes are protected. Uh, but those hunters HD gold is unbelievable. Um, I was at the Pro-Am the first match I had it was two years ago. The first match I had the, the hunters HD gold. Uh, they had that red clay dirt, uh, and they had these, uh, triple, uh, pepper poppers, these little, you know, four inch wide, slim Sammies a at hundred yards. Deep. You had to shoot off hand with a rifle and they're orange against the orange clay. And with my glass and the sun was coming at me. So it was coming this way. I'm shooting this way. It was, it was the perfect storm of what's going to happen. Right. And when I pulled up, uh, looking through the vortex razor on my rifle, they were like glowing with those 100 HD gold. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was amazing. And, um, you know, one of the big things that I know Brian talks about is the technology in the lenses. Um, it reduces eye fatigue. You're not squinting. And and honestly, I didn't realize how much I squinted even with sunglasses on until I got the 100 HD gold. So they're another great one um, that, I, that I use. Uh, and then, of course, staccato. I mean, can't go anywhere without a staccato um staccato xc is what i i compete with staccato p is what i carry uh on the daily so um
0: fantastic pistols so yeah back to brian a little bit um you're also you're also going to find some really cool ear protection i think at nationals that they do the, they do the molded ones and i'm hoping they have those there because i've lost one of mine i was stupid didn't get the lanyard thing apparently you know every once in a while we got our rifle caught up in our ear lanyard stuff right. Yep. Um, I need some clips or something to get them off because working one of my matches, I lost one of them. I don't know where it went. Um, are you talking about those de- decibels? These were no, these were. Um, oh my god!
1: There's 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 decibels. They they're like a foam that you do in hot water, and then there's a grizzly ears. Yeah. Um, I, I I've seen grizzly these ears. These are the on ones foam. I'm
0: thinking of, which I think will be there because they're local. They're from Atlanta. Are premier. And they, okay. it's, it's at P R E M E A R, I think is how to check called. them out
1: because I'm a big fan of of in ear, uh, ear pro, just because, um, I don't like any distraction. So, like having those, 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 the headset on, as soon as you come up on the rifle or
0: the shotgun or anything, you know, it's, it's boom, it hits right into it. And then yeah, it's like kind of
1: concentration.
0: And then, uh, you shoot an AR a few times and it's like hitting that, it's like reverberating through your head. Um, but I uh, Brian is a vendor, uh, he will be at the clinton house uspsa multi-gun championship at that i'm not sure how many other vendors will have that's one of my big pushes uh, to get more vendors to the match so if anybody is somehow managing to listen to this and does not shoot multi-gun is curious about it just wants to check out these cool glasses we're talking about stop by clinton house uh brian will let you play with a set of glasses that's what got me hooked he handed me a set of them and said i said no i'm not trying anything new i'm shooting a match today and this is important to me yeah. and he looks at me and goes well why don't you take him over to the safety area and play with him see how you like him with your gun and i went over and i put him in the safe area and I, it was an overcast cruddy day i had my dot turned turned down pretty low um, so i looked at it and i put the glasses on. I'm like, Oh wow. Like dots glowing. And it's not like I'm looking at it in a single focal plane. It's just like dancing out there in the middle of nowhere. This is, yeah, I, I, I'm trying I, I, today. And then it ended up with me, you know, going. As soon as I get another, if you're i bucks, I'll, I'll call you, man. Yeah. He thought I was just jerking him around, but it, um, you know, just life and what, what, you, what you're doing right then, um, ended up being like six months later. I'm like, Hey man, do you remember? Yes. Um, so yeah, he's he takes care of people. He does things right. Well, uh, I actually just uh, just yesterday
1: I put in another order uh, for myself and for my wife uh, for another pair. So I I have the HD golds and I have the HD rubies. Um, the rubies are a little bit darker, uh, but fantastic for Arizona. But uh, with the rubies, I kind of find that the the paper targets the brown paper kind of disappear <laughs> against the the mountain stop. Um, you know, but but they they do. do do get darker than the golds uh which then in my mind i kind of feel like i i've got more of a sunglass on uh but i just ordered myself and my wife another pair of uh hd gold so uh they'll probably be here i think actually i got the notification today that they ship so um you know just fast but but i think just like vortex has kind of the marketing figured out i think brian has done a fantastic job with his magic mystery mobile tour yeah. thing that he's doing um, i Sorry, Brian, I don't know what it's called. Uh, but uh, you know, magical hey, you mystery tour. Like this. you know, like like try this, just go ahead and try. Uh and shoot the match with it and then come back and let me know. And if you don't want it, you don't want it, no big deal. I mean, that that's brilliant, you know, try before you buy type situation. Uh, and then I also think it's cool that you know, he's just like, hey man, I've got all these guns in here, they're all zeroed. So if yours goes down, I've got one. Mm-hmm. Probably that's the same that you can borrow and shoot. You know, I know he's got a distant arms KR9 in there, so if anything happens, oh, shoot that.
0: Dare tempt you know. me to that. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I'll be shooting on staff day, so hopefully he won't be there, and I won't be even be tempted. Ask him; it's a bright gold KR9 Elite. So, <laughs> oh, that could be terrible for me. <laughs> you know, I do need to spend money like uh, traveling some of these matches to campaign, so I can get elected. Right. I spend all the money on a shotgun before that happens. That can't happen. That won't happen. Oh. Well, hey,
1: you know <laughs> that the, they they make other things other than shotguns. Um, yeah. You know the Kr9s. They've got. They're a full IWI dealer. Um, you can order any IWI right from Dissident Arms. Um, if you're into shooting AK matches, which are I've not I've not shot an AK match yet, but they look to be so much fun. Um and you want to talk about props and everything else? It, it, it looks like it's gonna be a, a
0: blast. So like I said, I, I'm gonna work the the Bash, Texas. I've heard um, they're doing they're doing another Kalash Bash in the East somewhere. I think maybe at Clinton House. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, and then, You know, like me, you
1: know that, I think that's kind of where it started. Was you know you got uh, Red October Cold mm-hmm. War in Phoenix uh, up at Rio Salada, and then you got the Red October in uh, at Vegas at Pro Gun. Um, you know, so a lot, a lot, of AK matches that, that look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so like I said, I'm shooting the, um, uh, distant at arms, uh, galil race five, five, six. Uh, so it's their, you know, quote elite model elite, just standing, you know, just meaning, uh, competition, like full competition con- conversion on it. Uh, so really excited about that.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about our show, upcoming shooting season. Uh, I definitely want to thank you a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. We have actually managed to just about hit the two-hour mark, so I'm going to have to mark this long or maybe make it two episodes. But I want to drop it all so people can listen to it, right, you know, heading head to the match, right?
1: Well, you know, so I had told you a little bit earlier for the the the, the listeners, the viewers – um you know i've never done a podcast i was concerned i I thought it would be like five seconds it's like i would go down this list and and kind of talk about it but steve you made it uh really fun and really easy to talk to i appreciate you having me on and talking to me and i I really appreciate the fact that you are making a run for uspsa and you listen to three gunners. right i I mean that's that's huge that's that's the one thing that we kind of feel like we're we're just not heard uh so that that was uh that was really fun to do and i know that kind of took up a, a majority of our time but uh, no, I, I, no, appreciate
0: I, that. That. I am a three gunner. Um, I, I, I shoot all of, I think I'm the only candidate and I, I guess I'll jump on a podium about this. I think I'm the only candidate that's ever competed in all of our divisions and, and not just divisions in pistol, but in <clears throat> steel challenge and also in multi-gun I keep wanting to call it three guns. The reason I stutter every time I say multi-gun yeah. because it was always three gun, but USPSA has such a vast rule set. You can run a PRS USPSA match, right? Uh, it, it is available. And I really want to have some IPSC nationals in rifle and in uh, shotgun, but specifically rifle intrigues me because the AR 15 is like the number one selling platform. That's not a pistol. And the AK-47 is a little bit behind that. But these are sporting rifles to you, to me, you know, to, to a handful of people in the country. They're, def- they, they're the rifles that they've defended themselves with. To a bigger handful of our veterans, they were rifles that they used to defend our nation with. But I know you were a veteran, but now the biggest use of this rifle is having fun. right? You know, going out, shooting on the weekends, tuning them, tinkering with them they're a huge sporting outlet there to, 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 for the most part, there's no difference in this and a fishing reel. Um, yeah. And, and
1: sure. I I a hundred percent agree. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I have a lot of people ask me, Hey Josh, I want to get uh, uh, a gun. What should I get? And my first answer right away is they are, you know, <laughs> and and they're like, Oh yeah, I don't know that I need like a, a, a you know, a quote war weapon, you know, I'm like, yeah. no dude, let me, sh- let me show you a few things. You know, I pull out my competition, 18 inch barrel, I pull out, you know, uh, my, my home defense, my, my seven and a half inch 300 blackout with a nine inch can on it. Mm-hmm. You know, for, I'm like, yeah, this is what's next to the bed. You know, my truck gun is this a little one. Mm-hmm. My, my coyote gun is a, is a, you know, an AR 15 built on three fifty legend, you know, and I go out there and yeah. smoke coyotes with it all the time. Uh, it, it's the most versatile weapon we have. And, and absolutely we need to have, I a hundred percent agree with that. We should have some sort of carbine series that is, is that, you know, is, nationwide that we can all, you know, again, compete as a nation against one another, um, to do this,
0: um, and and, the ability to do that. We have the rule set already. All we have to do is get a few guys having matches. And, you know, as I look at how, how to set up all these like national championships and stuff, I shot three gun nation PCC nationals, the first one ever, they didn't make us much special. Right. They put a few closer targets that we were allowed to shoot with our 9 millimeter rifle. But it was much easier than trying to make a super challenging PCC match <laughs> yeah. out of a handgun match. Um, so I think putting those two together and just making it a, a carbine championship and run all the carbine divisions and, and PCC will make the other match one better and more people be able to compete in the pistol divisions that would really rather shoot maybe their PCC. Uh, if they only had to choose one or two guns to shoot nationals over the year. And I, I think it's going to, you know, normalize and make a sport for a sporting for sporting weapons, because that's what they are. Well, they're not weapons. If they're sporting, are they for sporting firearms? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, and, and there's a couple, I know uh, Pete Renzing out uh, with his UML. they, they, they had, I don't know if they do anymore, but they they had the two by four division, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and again, I'm an open shooter. So I love all the dots, all the scopes, all the guns. And so any chance that I get, you know, like um, here at Magpul, uh, Texas Magpul three gun championship, um, I'm shooting it with four guns, right? So I'm going to run in the two by four division and, nice. and I'll have that PCC pistol shotgun. And, uh, you know, I, I'll have all the options. And, and honestly, I think that a, a, a match that can do if if a match can host a two by four, that's a match director that that you're you're gonna want to learn from. Yes. You know, uh, if he can build a stage that he doesn't know who's gonna shoot what where, and it flows, then then that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. but like I said, uh, uh, Magpul and then Pete Renzing did. I at the hardest hell, I don't see a two by four division. I don't know. Um,
0: but that's not really Pete's match though. So. Um, well, see, I know that. Uh... Max Leo Grandis's match. He's doing some a lot of cool rifle stuff too. And yeah, the, at the Cobalt,
1: the new Cobalt Kinetics match. Uh, that looked like a lot of fun. And what I could see, it was it was mainly the 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 issue that I had with that, and not that it really matters. It's it's not like my opinion is like the end all be all. But um, they they had a two gun division. But they it was you can run a PCC and a pistol, or a rifle and a pistol. And I'm like, well, what about the people that want to run a rifle and a PCC? Like, like, why not, why not just do that? I mean, you, you went because the as rifles far
0: of, together when you carry them. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, it's a, Hey, maybe, maybe I want the overweight baggage fee. Okay. Max, like mm-hmm. give me those options. I want to pay a hundred dollars to get my 70 pound bag to, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, but that's, I, I, like I said, I love shooting. I could probably talk about it all night, but I definitely want to thank you for coming on. Um, if you come up with anything else in your, um, matches you want to shoot or anything you want to add i'll uh email them to me and i'll put them in the show notes yeah absolutely Um, thanks for coming on and uh good luck at multi-gun nationals hey thanks and uh like i said
1: thanks for having me here good luck to you and uh looking forward to uh to, to seeing you out there